This and all episodes of the podcast have been brought to you by our generous patrons over at Patreon The Daisy Podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about how you can support the show each week, then please click the link in the description down below to find out more information about Patreon The Daisy Podcast. Thank you for your support. And this episode of The Daisy Podcast is brought to you by our generous supporters over at patreon.com forward slash 878survivorfm. Our two $10 supporters, Scouse Peter Gaming and Dick Donovan, and our $25 supporters, Jake Snow and Eric Johnson. Thank you so, so much for your continued support, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Daisy Podcast. Two, one. And welcome to episode 61 of the Daisy Podcast. And no, we do not have. Uh, DTB Gaming back on. We are joined today by Marks once again. How you doing, buddy? Doing good as usual. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. And Scale Speeder Gaming. Finally, we get you on, buddy. How you doing? Very well. You can call me Rob, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of it's kind of weird with um, gamer tags. You know, once you get used to them, it's uh, is yeah. I, I've got I've got probably one of them. The, Marks, is that actually your real first name, Mark? Okay, so you're you're, 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 unique, yeah. you're up there with me, mate. Where yeah. uh, very boring and unimaginative uh, names, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if Don Sibley, if that's his actual real name, Don Sibley. Hmm. That's what I always thought it was. But yeah. It might be How can we prove it? I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to, we, we need to look into this one. Speaking of Don Sibley, I love the fact that you have his picture hanging on your wall there. Is he like a god you worship or something there, uh, Scouse Peter? He's a, he's a hero of mine, has been for a long, long time. He's a and, fucking um, top just, bloke, isn't he? I need to be able to look into his eyes every now and again when I'm feeling a bit low, and it just pulls me through. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, mate. That's awesome. Mate, it is great to finally have you on the show. Um, yeah, for those who um, have watched um, a lot of the podcasts, I'll know that uh, when Brim stepped back, I actually reached out to both you and Marks, and if both of you had said yes, it would have been a three-person um, uh, podcast. Uh, but, yeah, we've, uh, we're lucky that we, you can actually have the time because I know you're quite often in chat, but you're not always free around this time, are you, buddy? That's true. That's true. Well, thank you very much for having me on. It's an honour to to come on and share some time with you guys. It's really honestly, nice. I love what you what on, you guys do. It's fantastic. Honestly, mate, it's an honour for me that uh, the show is still going and that people want to be on. You know, Marks was more than happy to uh, step in, and you you were honoured that I asked you. And just the the, the, the calibre of guests we get on the show, it's always amazing to me, Marks. So, you know, that the, the people enjoy the show. Yeah, it's great that it's still going along and. It's nice to have something that all the community can uh, gather around on a Saturday and watch and give input and yep. so forth. Even um, those who uh, listen to the podcast later and um, when I uh, get around to uploading them and stuff like that, it's 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 amazing. The amount of uh, love for the for the show out there is it it really does um, make me feel um, like it's all worthwhile doing it. Well, one thing I'd say is that, I mean, being an older fella like you, Boydie, yep. I've I've been listening to podcasts for many, 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 many years, like starting off with like Leo Laporte and stuff like that um, when, when podcasting first started off. And one other thing that makes a really 
podcast is the quality of guests you have on, obviously, and then the questioning you guys do. And you guys have had some really great Daisy guests on, fantastic, fantastic people on. That are, you know, they're almost like historical documents. Some of the podcasts that we can people look back on and go, you know, that that was a part of Daisy. And you should always remember that it's really important what you guys do. It's really entertaining, and um, yeah, it's, it's really, really good work. So, well done. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Now, enough um, blowing wind up our own ass here. We're here to uh, talk about you, Scouts Peter. Mate, you have got one of the most fascinating YouTube channels, um, I think. For the, the range of stuff that you cover on your uh, YouTube uh, channel, it blows my mind, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like playing video games and I really like recording videos for YouTube. So I guess with those two combination of things, it kind of, um, it's created this beast that I've got a feed with uh, many, many videos all the time. <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> How long have you um, had your channel going for? So, I, oh gosh, I started off on YouTube way back um back in 2007 i think something let me have a look i, I did i did write it all down didn't i um because originally originally the idea was to do with um uh, just using youtube to host um uh to, to host videos because if you wanted to have a website and you wanted to have a video on it it was very expensive to to to, to put a video on onto the website you know yep. to pay for all the streaming and all the bandwidth but if you went to YouTube, you could embed it from YouTube, and and originally that's how I started started off because I used to do these little tech tech websites, um, and that, that was back in the day when um, YouTube was limited to ten minutes, you know, so you had to yeah. make these little videos that you could then then embed. And I made a few videos, um, and I didn't really think of anything about YouTube, didn't watch YouTube or anything, and went back to the channel a few years later and saw it had all these views, and I was like, oh my gosh, maybe we can do something with this. So. Huh. My other passion really is... So you basically is, started a YouTube channel and then just forgot all about it and then went back and went, oh, hang yeah. on, people like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, so so my other passion really is photography So yep. and kind of tech stuff. And so I've just made loads of tutorials about photography and film, you know, get, getting film cameras at car boot sales, you know, secondhand um, sales and learning about them and making lots of lots of uh, tutorials about it which i really enjoyed doing and that that channel kind of grew to i haven't really touched it for a couple of years now it got to about twenty thousand subs um but then i kind of got back into gaming when my son gave me his xbox 360 after we gave him a xbox one and then pretty fairly quickly i thought right i wouldn't mind doing some gaming videos you know and I started off just with a video camera recording the telly. Uh, I've never published those videos, but I've still got them. Um, and then uh, I was talking to Marks earlier before I kind of pestered a load of uh, tech companies for capture gear. And I got a Ava Media capture card off, off Ava Media, which we could then use to capture Xbox 360 video, which I then started doing Call of Duty videos, you know, um, advanced warfare stuff. I'm making these grand ideas of making these tutorials, even though I knew nothing about what I was doing. And I mm. guess nothing changes, really. Um, yeah, it just went went on from there. And then occasionally what happens is you kind of, 
you, you hit it's a bit i think it's kind of a bit like surfing i guess in the fact that you've got this wave of interest about say a particular game or a particular subject and if you can make the right videos at the right time you can kind of catch the wave and then you get a load of views and a load of extra subs and that kind of grows your channel a bit and then the next wave of interest for another game or another mode or, or something will come in and if you're lucky enough if you're lucky enough to catch it and i've been very very lucky with with some Call of Duty videos and Daisy videos and Battlefield videos and PUBG videos that have caught a bit of interest. Um, but, yep. but the other thing I kind of believe in is is the idea of, of, of always trying to answer a question and no matter how small the question is, you know, if, if there's a question you've got that you can solve or you want to solve, no matter how tiny it is, answer that question because somebody out there is, is going to look for it on on Google, not necessarily YouTube, and then they'll get to watch your watch your video about it. Um, yeah. And that's what my channel really is. It's it's like three and a half thousand videos of small questions, mostly that that get a few thousand views um, a month or a few hundred views a month, and it kind of kind of adds up. And then there's a few videos that get an awful lot of views um, that kind of kind of go that way. So, and I love yeah. doing it. I love making videos. I can't help no, it if I, I get an idea. You do, video, mate. Your, your upload rate is phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, quality isn't great, but there's lots of quantity, which is kind of uh, is the way I do it. No, they're they're very helpful videos. Um, like I was saying before, um, the show started. I needed to make a server, um, just on my PC, just for my showcase videos and stuff. And um, Skillspeeder had videos up there. And, you know, he was able to help me within, you know, two of the videos I was up and running and off I went from there. So, you know, I, I, and it's even other server-related quests I had with how to install a certain mod or do this or that. And I've looked and you've had most of the answers there in video form and it was great. And it just helps a lot. Um, it's always a lot easier following a video, I find personally, than having to read everything. Yeah, it but just what, confuses me. What I found, sorry about what I found was especially with DayZ, there's, there's so much information, or there was so much information out there, like from about 2014 and 2015, mm -hmm. like pre-.63 pre or whatever it is, you know, and lot, a lot of it is is hidden away in Reddit posts and yeah. um, in text things. Um, and when I, when, you know, when console DayZ Day came out and then we had the private servers on console and then we could do the XML modding, you would go online and you would try and find out how to do something and you'd be like, there's nothing here. Mm. Yeah. Nobody, why has nobody done stuff about it? And so the likes of, you know, me, Don, you know, and, and that lot like, started, even though a lot of my Daisy videos, trust me, the early ones and quite a few of the models didn't really know what I was talking about, making so many mistakes in them, telling people how to do stuff. when in reality, there's, there's errors in there because yeah. the, the information just, just wasn't out there. And I know you guys have talked about it in the past as well, that sometimes you kind of get this, um, the people that know what they're they're talking about aren't always that willing to share share the, the really basic information about mm. it. You know, like the mm. I, I don't like to use the term dummies guides, but there's a reason why those books are bestsellers. It's because yes. people you know need really want you know one do this, two you know turn the button on you know stuff like that, and you always get stuck on the really easy things, don't you? And you go, well, yeah. how do how do you do that? So I try and go, you know, answer those sorts of questions as well. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's I, a great I, thing to do, yeah. isn't it, Marks? Yeah, it is. I, it, that's what I like about them. They're just easy or simple as you can make them. No complicated wording or anything. It's just do this, 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 and it'll work. And every time I've followed a video, it's worked perfectly. So, yeah, I mean, Don, it's doing the job. Like, so. 
Don's the master of that as well. Yeah. He's really good because he like he, he when I do an instructional video, <laughs> I just turn on OBS to, to record the screen and I just waffle on where he does all the zooming in and, and mm. does all the cuts and stuff like make makes him yeah. look, look look really cool. So. The dude painted a whole fucking yeah, room in his it. house green. He's he's, oh, he's there's, there's not many people who have got the same <laughs> level of uh, passion for making videos as he does. Good man, very very good, very very good. He is, he is. <clears throat> so, um, you're you you pretty much cover a wide range of games, like you've mentioned, mate. Which one stands out to you as you know one of your favourite games of all time? Oh, right, okay. Um, I, don't, I, I guess for for me, uh, if if it's a multiplayer respawn game, you know, it's, it would have to be like Battlefield One. I think is is probably one of the greatest respawn uh, games of all time. Um, fantastic battlefield game so much thought went into that game in terms you know it looks great it plays great but also the the um the attitude of the developers and the way they tra- uh, treated the subject as well um i think there's there's a lot of you know a thought went into it and a lot of consideration for for for, for world war one in in battlefield one as well and mm-hmm. um, i mean it's a game obviously and that sort of stuff but they kind of got the balance between Millions of people died in this war, and it was absolutely terrible. But the individual st- stories of heroism for those soldiers and in, in that war were still, you know, important. And there's still stories that, that should be told, um, because we tend to be with World War One. We tend to write a lot. Oh, oh, it was such a waste of life, wasn't it? Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. When you know, which it was obviously because it was a war. But you know, people. Um, uh, there was definitely stories that needed to be told. So, Battlefield One definitely. Um, PUBG, I think, is in terms of um, non-respawn shooters. I think PUBG is unsurpassed as. It gets a lot of again, hate. It gets a lot of hate, and I, I understand some of it. Um, you know, they 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 money grubbing um policy you know does turn people off a little bit but at the same time uh you can't deny that they've continued to support the game uh they've made some questionable decisions you know i I don't play it a lot these days i was never that good at it but i still love watching it i'm totally with you that it is one of the best uh i think it's the best battle royale game yeah i think PUBG was quite is still quite unique in the the physical reaction that you can get you know emotional and physical from from winning like a, a chicken dinner in PUBG because it's so hard to yes. do um if, getting, if you're i mean not, I got if you're not a shroud uh, level uh pvpr it is hard to do i think so, one, one, one or two games in my entire PUBG career really i think so i like i didn't play as much um I, like i wasn't like this person who was just granted i played it. i haven't played it since it came out of alpha mm-hmm. right uh, yeah it was the last time i played it and like it... I, i'd watch i'd watch shroud play it every single day until he stopped playing it and then i i haven't looked at it since um yeah. i always said i'd go back to it but i just it's still it's probably... got a massive player base and that says a lot about the quality yeah. of the game scale speed at that whilst a lot yeah. of youtubers the big names have abandoned the game um you know their their pgis um tournament they just had uh, the prize pool for that was fucking insane millions and yeah. millions of dollars absolutely i mean it plays better than it ever has especially on console it is it is very very smooth plays very very well one of the big problems with PUBG is when brendan green left um 
you know, stop being the, the sort of creative director behind it, that kind of darker um, feel of the game has slowly been pushed to one side in the stuff around the game. This game's still like that, but in things like the skins, you know, they've just had the pajama party skins and things like that. Um, you know, and it's not really a part of the, the the feeling that most people want from from PUBG. But as I was saying, you know that adrenaline buzz you get from winning like a solo chicken dinner. I mean, I've put in hundreds and hundreds of hours in PUBG on Xbox and PlayStation, a little bit on PC, and I've I've won well well over well over a hundred chicken dinners. So you know, I've I've been there and I've kind of done it, and you know, solo ones uh, quite a lot of those as well. But when you get into that top 10 situation, that top five situation, you know, your, your hand, your hands start to shake, you get the yes. sweat, you get the, that physical adrenaline rush. The, you kind of get in Daisy when you're in a situation, when you say you're in a town and you hear somebody's voice, you know, what's going to happen next. Um, but, the, but the real magic of, of PUBG, I think, is that you don't have to be shrouded to win a chicken dinner. If you play enough, you, there will be a there will be a circle where you're hiding in a bush and the circle comes to you and you'll win a chicken dinner. You need no skill. Yeah. You know, you you don't need to get one kill to get a chicken dinner. And, uh, and Sorry, that's what's, Don uh, really magical. Don Sibley's in chat <laughs> asking if that's him <laughs> in the background. <laughs> that's the man. You, know, you need to do this. Oh yeah, I'm back to front. <laughs> Not sure. Not sure what I'm meant to be doing. So. so I just checked my like stats for PUBG. I have 121 hours played, and I last played it August 17, 2018, three years ago. Yeah. Um, Honestly, mate, it is it is a fun game. Um, I don't play it because one thing, uh, the Australian, uh, we're in the Oceania region, um, which is a very small player base. And now that the game isn't, you know, having as much attention from the big name streamers and that, um, it's a lot of your hardcore players. So it is a lot harder now to win a chicken dinner than it was when the game was in its heyday. Um, Plus, they added bots to the game, which I... yeah, they, they don't think it affects areas like EU and um, NA as much as it affects Oceania. Uh, mm. But uh, I still really enjoy watching it. You know, you guys know my, my point on we need to bring a um, Survivor Games back for DayZ. Um, you know, that was the inspiration for PUBG, uh, was Survivor Games and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's an amazing game. It is, you know, watching these professionals play it, um, it's... A beautifully made game. Uh, they've done a fantastic job of it. Um, you know, got a good meta that kind of varies a bit as they buff and nerf. Like, like, you know, which goes to prove that they are still supporting the game, even if they are raking in um, as much money as they can. But can you really fault them for that? You know, they are a business. No. They've got to make money. Um, yeah, it, it was disappointing when Brendan left, though. A bit like um, how a lot of people felt when Dean left AZ Scales Beater. Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. Um... But they still have over three hundred thousand concurrents that they or whatever it is on on Steam. So really, they're, they're kind right? of doing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it's, and, it's um, one of the top five games uh, for concurrent yeah. players on PC. That, that's yeah, yeah. It, that's a lot of people are surprised like you, Marks. They like everyone thinks yeah, PUBG's think so. dead, but it's far from no, dead, mate. Far from it. Wow. And I, I like to think of a game of PUBG is half a, is a half an hour game of Daisy, you know because you start off with nothing you've got to get your, your loot together and your, your your drinks and everything and then you know and then it's over in 25 minutes um, yeah, yeah. so i'd be like running to the northwest airfield and get there you go number five 
at the moment. Um, it has 157,000. Oh. Counter-Strike Global Offensive is the number one. Um, then Dota, Destiny, surprised. Apex, Apex Legends, just pipping um, Battlegrounds. Yeah. Well, one of the... I can't remember the name. Who was the, who was the guy you had on who was the... Um, the the original Daisy one of the original Daisy guys behind the battlegrounds um, mod that they did what, what was his uh, name Matt that really interesting or chat or was it um yeah I know it wasn't Matt Matt was uh the, the guy who works for he, he worked for Twitch for a while as well Soma um, Soma. Soma so yeah and you know the fact that there's the story about um that uh, he went that PUBG went to Bohemian Interactive you know and Bohemian Interactive could have had PUBG. But they so but they rejected it and it went to Crafton in Korea yeah. instead. Kicking you know, themselves out that one, they'd say. Oh, wow, you know, you have to wonder because they're so similar. I mean, I got into DayZ because it looks similar to PUBG. You know, because I was playing PUBG and you go online and you see see DayZ. Well, that looks looks really. It's the same sort of Eastern European mm. uh, aesthetic it has, and that's why I started to check out DayZ and how I absolutely fucking hated it to start off with. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> A lot of people, I think. <laughs> hate daisy start off with because they just find it too difficult they don't know what to do they get frustrated and they leave it i know a lot of people who are like that but you just yeah, have to I'm... give it a proper go you know i mean now i think daisy i mean going on to like the best game daisy is my f best adventure game you know mm. ever i think it's, it's it's unparalleled in terms of that but it was very um it was a rough ride for me because i remember i i started with daisy on xbox they did a preview program where you could play it for an hour i think hmm. and I, yeah. I did a video about it and it's it's in that um document i gave you and i think i call it my first and last go of daisy and i, I said this is the worst game in the world <laughs> i think i starved <laughs> to death i couldn't figure out how to put but when i when i when i saw you had to put bullets in a magazine hmm. i was like this is insane who which nutter came up with this i this idea that you've got to put bullets in a magazine before you can put it in your gun who, who thought you'd have to you'd have to you know um You'd have to have a tin can opener to open a tin of um, beans before you could could eat them. And I was like, "This is this is crazy. This is this is insane." And I and I I, I no uninstalled it. I'm not going to buy it. Then I had another go because I think um, I got a different account from my Xbox. Played it. And I said, like, "No, it's still shit. I can't stand it. It's awful." But then it came out on PlayStation, and I got it on PlayStation, and and that, and the, the rest was history, kind of thing. Really mm. started to really enjoy it. Yeah. It's, How about uh... you guys? What what would you say your favourite games outside of Daisy? Obviously, Mark. What would be your Mark, you can go game? first. It's a hard one for me. My all-time favourite game, probably I have two, so it'd probably be GTA Five. Right. Yeah. That was like the first game. I it was the first game I went to a midnight release for. It was like I took the following day off school to play it, and <laughs> everything. I was really invested. It's probably it's still probably my number one. Daisy would probably be number two. And then I probably have to say the Call of Duty genre in general. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because every day I still play Call of Duty Warzone and all that's just so yeah. fun, you know. Um, they'd be my top three. Yeah, it's great how Call of Duty's come back, isn't it? Over the last couple of years, with yeah. some really good, really good releases. Yeah. Yeah. Boydy, Red, um... Red Dead Redemption, the original game, is probably one of the greatest story mode games I have ever played in my entire life. Uh, I couldn't get into Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, my, my young fella bought it for me 
for my birthday or for Christmas, um, and he's constantly upping me for not having finished it. But I played Red Dead Redemption on the Xbox 360, and I remember just being totally lost in that game. Just couldn't wait to finish work and jump back online and go hunting. And uh, you know, when I finally achieved the Legend of the West outfit, um, I, I still remember um, just how cool that, that overcoat looked, and I, I fucking loved that game. Um, for open world, I can't go past AZ. Um, it's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm with you with PUBG. I, I, as bad as I was, you know, I've got a series of videos on my YouTube channel, um, how to win a chicken dinner when you suck at PUBG. Um, you know, and that that was that was one of the things that I loved about PUBG was that even a pleb like myself, uh, you know, I constantly say I've got the tactics. You know, I should have the tactics from you know, ten years in the military. Uh, but I lacked the mechanical PvP skills, but I was able to, you know, scrabble out a, a handful of um, chicken dinners. You know, probably uh, my most favourite one of all time was uh, Father's Day came early. Uh, my son and I, I got, um, we played a game of duos and we won a chicken dinner together. I think we ended up with like seven or nine kills um, amongst us as a pair. Um, nice. and it was, I still remember the feeling. Yeah, it was, he, he was fucking super excited. I was over the moon. I still, every now and then, probably every three to four months, I go back and I watch that video just for the memory yep. of getting a chicken dinner with my son, uh, right around Father's Day time. It was, you know, yeah, I know it's pretty lame, you know, a, a video game moment. It was one of my favorite moments with my son, but it was fucking, it was awesome. Um, so PUBG is definitely up there for me as well, even though I don't play it a lot anymore. Um, but yeah, and another game that I really enjoy right now is World of Warships. Um, right. I just enjoy it's 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 one of my I've got you know twenty thirty minutes of spare time. Daisy, you can't really log on and do much in twenty to thirty minutes, um, but I can you know get out maybe one or two. I'm not that great at it, uh, but I just enjoy playing it. Uh, it's one of those uh, pay to win style models. Um, yeah, I put a you know, few hundred bucks into it. Bought myself um, the only um, Australian ship, the HMAS Perth, which is one of my favourites. Um, it's you know, uh, there's a guy called um, uh, Jingles who does videos on it, and he likes to say it's um, built from uh, oily rags and um, citadels uh, or glass. Uh, gets destroyed easily by other ships when I get seen, but um, yeah, Squad. I have tried Jadfi, and Squad is an amazing game. Uh, but a very, very steep um, skill level. And yeah. squad, uh, if you do not have a good squad leader, if you've got a fucking idiot as your squad leader, you will not do well. You really need to play that with a regular crew uh, and get to know each other. It's an amazing game, squad. Squad is fucking awesome. Actually, that's funny you speak of squad. My playing with some of the boys that play Cardwit, and they were like, have you heard of squad? And I was like, yeah, I played squad years ago. I haven't played it in years. And they're like, is it any good? And I'm like, it probably, squad is probably one of those games where you need to have a team. And probably playing squad solo is going to be difficult, to say the yeah. least. It seems like a game that'd be very fun with a team of people. Yes. Yeah, I think you're probably better off with something like, um, uh, obviously, armor, but Hell Let Loose is is a, is a cool one, sort of hmm. like World War II, sort of similar sort of one. That's really, yeah. really good. So, yeah. Wow. You gotta put it's... um, you gotta put Minecraft in there. Those all one of the all time. Yes, top games. You, you can't. A lot of people knock it, but um, I, I've said it many a time. It's the original open world survival game. 
I've been playing it recently again. It's great. Yeah. It's a fun Let's game. Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. Um, it's funny, isn't it? Boy, I was thinking how I don't know about you, but like, when when you see like um, people who talk about retro gaming and like playing like yep. with old consoles and stuff like that, and I I, I, I always think, oh bloody! When, when we had like the SNES and the N sixty four, or you know, even older stuff as well, we dreamed of having the games we have today. You know, first person shooters, third person shooters, and I think, why would you want to go back and play those old old style pixel things when you can run around in Daisy? On a, on a, you know, on this amazing map that's like Eastern Europe, um, and people want to go back and play these other ones. I don't know. And you've got a few servers as well, mate. Yes, so yeah. So what happened with the the Day Z side of it is, um, kind of started playing on PlayStation Four a lot, and we had like a a little crew of that we used to kind of play together a little bit. Um, and then we, so I started a Discord off, you know, learned about how to use Discord um, so that we could make sure we were on the same servers and, and things like that when we were going in. And then the private servers came out. So then it was like, okay, well, we're going to, I'm going to have a private server. Um, but there was no controls, very few controls. But the main control that we had was the fact that you could now make nights shorter, which was super important because if you can only play for, an hour in the evening the last thing you want to do is log on and then it's it's night time and you're like oh god so it's the ability to to make the night shorter but they were still open to everybody so we got a little bit of a community going um with all the hassles and things you know that go on on a daisy server when <laughs> when you try and put rules into place and you know the rules don't get quite followed and and you get you get different shenanigans don't you between different people yeah, but then they brought in the controls, you know, where we could start whitelisting people and having passwords and and stuff like that. And I decided with my service to go PVE only. So I said, I said that's it. There's going to be no shooting. If you if you want to go off and and shoot people, there's the public servers and there's loads of private servers you can do. But on these ones, I put up a little paywall um, for a couple of bucks a month um, and said, look, if you want to do like a beginner's Daisy, where you, I'm gar you're guaranteed not to get shot by anybody. And we're going to have servers, Chernerous servers, that have a little bit more loot on them as well, so you don't die straight away. And there's going to be more building stuff like that, so you can practice building. Um, and there's going to be more of the good guns, so you can practice with the good guns. You know, all that stuff that you'd never get to see on, on public servers. Um, and people seem to quite like it, because it means that they, they have the confidence of coming in, there's going to be friendly people around who help them, who give them stuff. And they just, you do not worry about getting shot in the back of the head. And you can wander around, you can explore, and you can have those adventures and get used to the mechanics of the game and all that sort of stuff. And then when you're ready, you can go into the wild west of public servers or, you know, PvP, PvP servers. And so what I've now got is I've got um, Chernerus and Livonia for PlayStation, Chernerus and Livonia for Xbox, Chernerus for PC. Um, but then I have two extra sort of small servers which are Deer Isle and um, Namalsk, which obviously are free to, free you know you don't there's no charge for getting into those um, but you've got to email me and say look I'd like to come in because uh, you know because it's PVE only you know it's yeah. kind of only 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 come on these servers if you're only interested in PVE because th there's no shooting at all it's just adventure just ex exploration and, and and that kind of kind of stuff and yeah so it's, it's kind of Daisy without the edge I guess because you, know, you don't have that bit but it allows people as i say to learn the game because i always felt it was it's a bit of a rip-off with <laughs> daisy the fact that you don't there's no single player version when you buy the game is there 
I was, you know, I was just crazy that you have to go online. Um, and uh, this is almost like a, a single player experience people have. So, so yeah, but it's been all right. Someone's asking like server some... IP or host name in chat quickly. Uh, well, the, the, if you just search for scale speed of gaming, they, they come up, but they're all whitelisted or passworded. So unfortunately, you can't get in. If you want to come and join them, what you have to do is you, if you go to my YouTube, um, just go to any of the Daisy videos. If you go into the description down below, it will say um, how to, you know, do you want to join the, the private server? And you, you have to, if you want to join my private, my PV private servers, what you've got to do is you've got to be over 18 or over. Um, you've got to pay two bucks a month via Patreon. Um, and you've got to have a mobile phone linked to your Discord as well. So it's all these things to kind of stop griefers getting in. Um, and then you you come in and ask you a few questions, and then I whitelist you for the servers, and then you can you can kind of enjoy yourself uh, that way. And what were you going to say, Mark? Then... It would be cool if Daisy had something when you first launch the game, it brings you into like a tutorial mode. That's very quick and basic, but it shows you. You know, this is how you load a gun or whatever. This is how you open food, um, whatever, cut up rags. You know, just the basic stuff so you're not going in completely on an unknown world and not knowing how to do anything. I think that'd probably help a lot of people if they've done something like Jed, that. Jadpie's saying in chat, I'm not sure if I like the idea of a beginner server. I think the best way to learn is to just dive into a server. Those first 50 hours are the most important. You'll get the best experience on a proper server. And look, I agree with him, but I also agree with you guys. I do wonder how many people have been like what you said you were, Scar Speeder, and you know, what fucking stupid game is this? You need a can opener to open a can and all the rest of it, and just uninstalled, refunded, and never gone back, left a negative review, um, and moved on but i think personally part of the beauty of daisy is the difficulty and the learning curve of getting around that um you know it doesn't hand it to you like i've been playing a bit of scum lately um, and scum is very very complex but it kind of hands it to you with every recipe for every item being in a list on the screen and all you got to do is click on the item you want to craft and it tells you exactly what you need to build it so whilst it's very complex it's it's also easier in that you don't have to remember this stuff. Whereas with Daisy, you've got to either go and look it up on the Daisy Wiki or uh, go and you know, find a YouTube video that explains how to do something and all the rest of it. It's I'm I'm torn. I I I do think a tutorial would be good personally, just for the the player base. You know, to uh, a, a very very brief tutorial. Uh, I don't understand why they don't have a, um, a like like Scum does. You know, you can play Scum single player mode from the launch menu of the game. I don't understand why DayZ doesn't have that. Yes, you can do it. You know, you guys have all got videos on how to uh, create your own server and that uh, on your own PC. But a, a lot of people aren't very um, tech savvy about doing things like that. You know, they they need mm. to simplify it just so people can get the basics and you know. Yeah, but at the same time, you'd be missing some amazing experiences. We all remember our first time logging into DayZ and how fucking scary it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I'd say I wouldn't underestimate how still scary it is, even on a single player experience or in a PVE server where people aren't going to shoot each other. When you're a new player and you come across your, especially now with the zombies being so difficult to deal with, and you come across your first group of zombies hanging around at a police car 
or a helicopter or something like that. That's still a, a, a scary experience. But the other thing I was going to say as well is when people have limited time and they can only play for like half an hour a night or something like that, they can't put in those hundreds of hours that means that they can then get the gear and get like a, a LA or FAL or the, the VSS or Dragonov or something like that and have a play with it and try and take on a horde of zombies with a silenced weapon. But the beauty with say what i try and do with my server is that you know there's cars that if you find one of the cars and it's ready to go so you don't have to you can just jump in and you can drive it but in the back you'll find the vss with a load of ammo so you can go somewhere and you can just run around popping zombies in the head you know for for half an hour um and pe pe people really like the fact that they can do that and they, they come across things that they would have never discovered on public servers as well and it's a jumping off point for them you know, then they go, all right, that was cool. I've done that. Now I want to see real Daisy, and they'll jump to PV, PvP servers or, or public servers that way. Yeah, I think they could even, even if they didn't want to implement a tutorial system, they could even, I know they're not, you, they never like contract things out, but get a couple of content creators to make five-minute tutorial video and be like, okay, here's the basics, do all this. As to, it, maybe it's played or something the second you go into it or you can have an option to click on it if you want to. You know, something like that even would do, you know, just for those people that only have half an hour to to spare and just want to get in and see what it's all about without having to, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, spend hours doing it. So, I don't know. It could be something cool, but... Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think that there's um, scope for that. Yeah, we all remember that they apparently did something with uh, uh, Minder. Um, I think there's some amazing content creators out there who are making some uh, fantastic guides. You know, the ones that I always refer to as Archie Stormclouds. Um, they were funny, they were witty, and they were very informative of the basics of you know how to survive in um, DayZ. You know, he, he broke it down to how to find food, how to you know counter each medical condition, um, and yeah, you know, uh, Gator was saying before in chat, he's watched so many, you know, zero and one viewer streams of people playing DayZ for the first time and they quit because it's just too hard and never come back to it. Um, you know, at the, but yeah, you know, there's also that argument, do, do we want to make it an easy game? No, you know, part of the beauty of DayZ is the difficulty, even though nearly everyone seems to play these high loot trader, 10, 10 gazillion ruble um, helis on spawn. <laughs> but a good example of a really hard game that has a great onboarding process is is like armor three you know really difficult game yeah. armor really really difficult but when you find fire up armor three and go into it there's a whole vr tutorial you can go through to learn how to use the weapons and we're talking dozens and dozens of tutorials um then they also have the scenarios where the game puts you into simple scenarios this is before you go into the campaign where, you, where you're trying out different things you know where you're going down a valley to take a to take a a village you know with, with your squad mates you, you're in a tank you, you're in a car all this sort of stuff so bi know how to onboard people you know they know how to have that as at the beginning and then you have the campaign or you then have the other stuff did but, you see um, dirty dub comment in chat First no, time, no, I didn't see. First time playing DayZ was on console. I got stuck and zoomed in with the lack of info. I smashed my controller and didn't return for six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like you say, how many people do we lose? Yeah. You know, because of that. Does Rust have a tutorial thing when you first boot that up? Does anyone know? Don't know. No. no. 
Well, you're no. just spawning and you, someone hits you on the head with a rock and you die. So that's, yeah, true. That's yeah, I've never played Rust, so that's why I'm wondering. <laughs> a great game. Re- 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 well, Rust. See, Rust is a big... I've been doing loads of videos about Rust this week. Yep. Rust is going to be amazing when we get private servers on console. Because the first thing I'll do, PV only private servers, and I've got people sending me emails after email saying, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Because they love the idea of Rust, you know, the PVE, because it's quite difficult to survive, building these amazing bases that you the stuff you can do in Rust is, is, is amazing, but they don't want to get hit on the top of a, on a top of their head by a rock or hit by an arrow when they're halfway through doing it. So, so yeah, that should be good. That should be good as well. So, but yeah, I agree. You, we need more onboarding tutorials within the game. I think is is would would really help. Right. So we've got a lot to cover today, um, but we've got a few things um, on here. The, the the one thing I want to talk about is I know we did a lot of. Um, console stuff last week but console's a bit of a passion of yours um uh, scale speeder uh and it's like i've got some topics again this week uh, about just how much um work is being done of late in the console area and i i'm so fucking happy that it's happening you know we we, we do we, we poke a bit of fun and there's nothing wrong with a bit of ribbing i'm not you know one of those who thinks you can't you know poke a bit of fun and all the rest of it for a laugh as long as it's good natured but Man, the, the, the people in the console crowd, like yourself, Don Sibley, uh, this Justin Pilcher and uh, the rest of it, it's fucking amazing the stuff they're working on. Uh, you know, we had, um, uh, I'll see if I can share the uh, picture from the Discord, uh, but there's a guy trying to work out how to um, get fires, uh, like the, the, the gas stoves and things like that working on console. It's 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 amazing what they're trying to do right now, Scar Speeder. Well, and the, the, the really cool thing about all this stuff that's happened on console is that somebody will come up with an idea of how to do something, um, like using proxies to to attach things and events to attach items to to things, and then all of a sudden other people go, "Wait a minute, maybe we can do this." Yeah, and it's all ser- it's all server side as well, so. You don't have to worry about anything on your your Xbox or your PlayStation, um, and the way, a lot of the way that they're doing all this stuff is you, you know you're putting things inside things, um, you, you know you, you're putting things underneath the map, um, like the classic ones is, and, and it's thinking laterally as well because you don't tend to. This is going to sound a little bit off, but I think a lot of times on, on PC people people think oh there must be a mod for that or we need a Steam Workshop mod to do this stuff. When in fact, a lot of it you can do within the XML files and probably a lot more efficiently than you would do do with a mod. And there's no updating it or anything. Obviously, you do have to update the, the server every now and again. So things like putting the um, the pumpkins in in the streetlights, you know, that, that that was a, you know, someone just thought of that. Thought we could put them up there and then you've got light. They've got no fuel, so they'll be there forever. You know, putting the um, the gas lanterns um, into the, the lights inside the houses. You know that that's a, you know a fantastic idea, and you just go in, you turn it on, and you've got light. And obviously, they're trying to put the um, that's actually cool. to, yeah. That's try, really what, feature. What, 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 what's happening is we we can use the and this works for PC as well. Obviously, you can use the proxy method to attach items to other items, and you can um, you can, and I'm no expert at this. Trust me, you know I'm no expert. Um, you can then uh, use coordinates, put stuff. So exact simple examples would be uh, and. Um, uh, Don's done the videos of these of putting the rifles in the rifle racks. Yep. You know, so so that's so you can. So then you think, well, if I can put an item 
against another item in a particular coordinates. That then led to the trader shop, where you have a shop. I don't know if you've seen that with all the the bullets and all yeah. everything. I know everything on the walls. Mm -hmm. So then you start to think, okay, if we can do that, how about if we wanted to like and with Don's amazing work, you know, where they've they've put a um, uh, a vegetable patch in the sky, and then you sit the C one thirty on top of it, so it looks like there's a plane flying in the sky. Is that um, yeah, oh yeah, oh. and then like, how do you get smoke? Uh, you know, because how do you get smoke to appear? And then the guy came up and you see, put the heli crash under the ground, attach it to an event or attach it to an object so it's underneath the ground, and then you get smoke coming coming up from from the top. And then you, I mean, I, I you know, I did a um, a simple mod uh, today and yesterday where I was the effect that I wanted to do was I wanted dead players on the server how, how would you recreate dead players on a server and so i thought okay well you can spawn an npc in but they just sort of stand there and wobble and eventually die when they starve to death so what i did was i spawned in um uh, npcs with zombies so the npc would spawn in with the zombie the zombies kill the npc and then the idea is that a proper survivor would come along and go oh there's a dead body here how weird what, what how's that happened and i put it on my servers without telling anybody and then I had two guys who were driving along, going around the server, came on the event while the NPC was still alive and being attacked by the zombies, jumped out of their cars and started shooting all the zombies, thinking it was a real player that was um, yep. that was done, you know, and getting on the chat going, who's been attacked in um, in Cherno sort of thing. And then, obviously, they, they found out. So it's all this lateral thinking that's going on within the community to come it's, up with solutions really for things. It really blows and my fucking amazing. mind. Yeah, the stuff we're getting on PC is mind-blowing. But, uh, yeah, you, you, you've got Keegan Holland, a modder, in chat going, that is a really smart approach. You had the one um, on Twitter just um, uh, last night uh, liking something that I shared. I think it was this um, uh, that we've got up on the screen now. And, you know, it's great to see these PC modders. Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of hope that maybe some of them might... Um, you know, lend their uh, their skills and experience to uh, some of the uh, the console modders. Um, you know, because whilst it's you know, they've got more tools at their uh, uh, their uh, at their hands on PC, um, I can only think of the likes of if you get you know the Keegans, the the Jacob Mangos, the um, Inclement Dabs, the one um, Gravity Wolf, you know, all these amazing fucking people, you know, um, team up with a few console modders, um, yeah, just just as an experiment, maybe, you know. I, I know um, Don messaged me because um, I was going to be talking about this uh, image I've got up on the screen and how it's fucking awesome what they're doing with the limited tools at their um, at their disposal, but. Apparently, this one's proving quite challenging. This was all done in offline mode. Making it work in online mode is proving more difficult. Even Don's tried to help him, uh, but he hasn't given up on it. He's going to continue. So if anyone is interested in you know, helping him out, he just has to get the right offsets, Don's saying. Um, uh, whatever that means. So, yeah, you probably understand what that means, um, Speeder. Uh, trust me, I, I I kind of get the, some of the concepts of what they're trying to do, but the the, the other thing I say is the physical work that has to go into. And Donald Donald agreed with me with this. For example, for the for the trader mod where they were putting all the um, 
the uh, the ammo boxes on the shelves and everything on the wall the physical work that goes into working out all those coordinates and the offsets and, and all that sort of stuff is unbelievable the way that they the way that these guys do it the, the hours the the dozens of hours they have to put in to come up with all these coordinates to put the stuff on is and a lot of these guys they're just working from their mobile phones simple laptops you know and uh, if, if that there and when they're testing them a lot of the guys like balshad for example who's a good one they test the stuff by uploading it to their server and having to go online as well because you know they haven't got the equipment to to run um, local servers on, on yep. local computers and things like that and one of the things i kind of believe is that when you are limited you know you and you have this challenge of i want to do this but i'm limited by the, the fact that i don't have access to init.c and all this sort of stuff you know the the imagination uh, that that has to be to be involved and to, yeah. to come up with these solutions is um, is what leads to other stuff as well because then you start thinking like i was thinking today i was thinking wait a minute if we if we can if we can spawn that with that what happens if you spawn a bear with that why have you spawned a bear with a inside a crate that someone could open? What if you could, you know, and you, your mind starts, you know, clicking along, and you see, I see the stuff that like Don does and, and the guys do, and you're like, oh right, and then you start trying stuff out, um, and it's very, very, very exciting as well. You've got a whole list of stuff here: dedicated PvP arena, buildings on buildings, indoor madness PvP arena, Balshad YouTube. Have you seen any of? Them? Sorry, have you have you clicked? Have you seen any of those? No. So. Okay, so, so the what the one you want to click on is is the one that's the dedicated PvP arena. So um, yeah, just just click on it and, and just have a look. And what what you must bear in mind is this is all on console. It's playing on a console, um, and what is I've seen it on uh, you know the past podcast where we talk about creating custom map for PvP only. You know that that sort of stuff. Well, Balshad has done that. You can download this now from from his Discord and upload it, and you could be doing this on a PlayStation or, or an Xbox, um, and you can have a dedicated PvP arena where he has placed buildings opposite each other and around each other. Um, there's one called Pay the Damn Rent as well, where he's put all the put all the buildings in. Because because I guess probably a lot of people on PC probably don't know the extent of what we can do on console, where the fact that we can place as long as it's in the game files, we can place anything anywhere, pretty much. You know, yeah. so we can create our own towns. You could, you know, like the uh, the underwater city on in Essica, the underwater town. You could do that on console. You know, it, we have to do it in a different way, um, um, but but we can do that sort of stuff. Um, the only thing I see with that, like PvP arenas, like I, even from the FPS on that one there, I, like if you had a full server with that, I'd say the FPS would be. That's the only downside. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got to remember that with the PlayStation Four and Xbox One, you know oh, they're no, eight, they're eight years old, aren't they? The yeah. fact that it runs at all is is pretty is pretty amazing. Um, yeah. but, but there's other examples that Balshad has, has done as well. Is he has like a Deathmatch Island, you know, where you you go to um, go to the prison island and there's just spawns of guns and weapons everywhere, and you can run around and you, you can play TDM or, or free for all, and and it all works as well. It's all there, and a lot of it sometimes comes down to what Boydy was saying earlier. With the fact that a lot of this stuff is also spread out a bit as well there's lots of these little servers going on but but not big main ones and one of the great things that don does with his pvp guarantee servers is it kind of attracts people together to try these things out and they have a rolling i mean balshad even has just done a tutorial on how you can automatically change the map on your server without having to touch it so like every night it will change from 
you know, a PvP arena to a racing arena or, or, or something like that. That's pretty um, cool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's loads of stuff kicking off and loads of stuff, loads of stuff going on. I just subbed to Balshad's channel. He's only got 159 subscribers. Um, it's amazing what they're doing with the, like I said, with the limited tools at their disposal. It's great to fucking see. And they should be applauded for doing the best they can with what they've got. It's 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 bloody awesome to see. It yep, is cool. I'm surprised nobody on, well, not that I know of anyway, has never thought of the the using the portable gas stoves on the actual um, cookers that are in game, and same with the lights as well. I'm I I haven't seen it or haven't heard anybody talk about that on PC, and you know somebody in console comes up with that idea. So I hope it'd be cool to see that on PC. And then I was also thinking because we can retexture stuff on PC or a modder can, it'd be cool if a modder could somehow make that lantern retexture to a light bulb and blend it in or something and you know you could probably a lot of stuff you could probably do with that yeah i mean i was thinking earlier as well is you know how um some of the uh is it th there's some guns in the game files that don't work yeah there's like there's like a, a bullpup rifle i think or something like that and if you spawn it in the grows it, yeah. it has the flame it has the muzzle flash yeah. on it so i was thinking well, what oh wait a minute if you've got that what could you use that muzzle flash for you know maybe you could have it as like um in the tanks, you know, the, the, the tank wrecks, you could put a load inside so it looked like they're on fire, or you know, all these these different ideas that that, that you could uh, you could do. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, it's just having the imagination, like you say, to think, oh wait, man, if we can do this, how about how about we we did this sort of thing? Yeah. It's bloody impressive. Um, yeah, just it makes me happy to see that they haven't just said fuck it. Um, they've said, right, this is all we've got. What can we do with what we've got? And coming up with inventive ways to, um, yeah, you know, like you say, there's so much we can do. Airstrikes, zombie hordes, buildings anywhere, spawn anything, anywhere, including underneath the map, Don smoking, supply drop, and it's all server-side. It's bloody awesome to see, mate. Bloody awesome to see. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's Belshad's Discord, I'd recommend. We'll probably put the links in the show notes or whatever. Um, Reaver is another guy. He, and what's what's really good is that, and, and Don's really been pushing this as well, is uh, the... the um, the culture of just sharing everything and saying, "Look, it's free." Yeah, this is this yeah. is you, this is how you do it. Um, you know, there's video tutorials, there's written tutorials. We've got we've got the discords, and it's all free. And we're all willing, mostly, you know, to to help. There's none of this. Well, if you don't know, you're not good enough, sort of thing. Hmm. You know, if you don't know, you shouldn't be doing it. Which is the attitude that I'm sure you've come across um, quite a few times in in certain places. What's Reeves' um, and, Discord? And that, I've just shared really that cool. link in. Um... Uh, I don't know. Does it work? I'm not sure if the link he gave me worked or not. Um, let's have a look. I'll I'll stick it in there as well. I think. Yep, Copy it's link. working. It's asking me to log in. That's a weird link, though. I haven't seen one like that before. Yeah, I I don't know if I copied it correctly from within Discord. Yeah, but thankfully, Dazzy, we've got the likes of Don and Scalespeed are doing these videos explaining to people just how you do things. Yeah, you know, we had Grandpa um, on the other week um, showing how to do map editing. Um, we've had yep. uh, Dean on um, talking about, you know, he's got videos out um, about how to create 
mods and Matthew Longtime has got videos on how to do stuff. So you've just got to know where to look. That is the part of the issue, though, is finding you know where where to look, and that's why we have the podcast Discord. Uh, we try to collate as much of that information into one point so that, um, you know, links to different discords like the modders discord. Um, you've just got to know, just ask. The only stupid question, in my opinion, is the one you don't ask. If you don't ask, then someone can't tell you where to go to find what you need. But it's bloody awesome. Absolutely. It's, it's great you know, seeing that... people really go to town with what they've got on console marks. Yeah. It is. It's great to see. Hopefully, you know, more stuff come up and maybe people, console people come up with ideas that PC modders can take into effect and vice versa, you know. So hopefully stuff like that will happen. Um, mm. I was just thinking when you were saying about, you know, people find it hard to maybe find these tutorial videos and stuff. I don't know if this is possible. It might be crazy work, but I was thinking what you could do there is make a channel dedicated to those kind of tutorial videos in the podcast discard. Um, I don't know if a bot would be able to pick it up so every time you know a tutorial video is uploaded or something it would get put in there or something like that so then if people were asking you just link them straight to that channel and all the videos are there yeah, that would be a bad idea playlist. to be honest yeah or a playlist or something that wouldn't be yeah. a bad idea like we've got the modding discord link where people can post their links to their relevant you know we've got Dimitri's modding uh, discord in there Caffeina's Workshop, the Daisy Wiki, Daisy Modders, Daisy Expansion, Daisy Editor, uh, Daisy Mod, Daisy Essica. Yeah, we've got a bunch of different Discord links in there, but it's, it's dependent on people actually posting those links in there. So that might be one for someone if they uh, want to start collating all this stuff where we can just create a simple channel with those links. You know, maybe some of the best beginner's guides as well. New to Daisy. Or to even... To even make it simpler, create a YouTube playlist with all of those videos in it, then just create a channel in the Discord and just link that playlist. Yeah, and then we'll find and out people... that someone's a neo-Nazi and we'll be cancelled just like they did with <laughs> PewDiePie's uh, music playlist. And oh my fucking god, it looks twenty twenty-one. They cancel everything nowadays. Ah, oh, don't they? Don't they? But that's that's a whole different argument. That's a whole different argument. <laughs> um, okay, so what else have we got on the agenda? Um, so we've talked about um, this amazing fucking gas water electric mod. I really hope that he manages to work it out. I really do. I've got my fingers crossed for him. Uh, there's nothing quite like you know having something that um, is um, challenging to you and then cracking it and work, getting it to finally work. Um, and I want to give a, a shout out to the, the Daisy Free XML support group. I think they've changed their name. They've added the free after the debacle with um, the people trying to sell the uh, trader mod. Uh, but the, it's, it's just a great mod. I, even though I don't play on console, I just enjoy going in there and just seeing all these people sharing information and trying to make things work. Speeder. It's a bloody awesome little group, isn't it? I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but I've heard many, many good things. You need it. to, mate. Um, you need to. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks superb. And one thing I would say, if anybody's watching or, or listening to this, there are, I mean, you, we get it in all walks of life, but there are people, especially if you've got, you've just bought a server and you go into Discord and you say, can somebody help me do this? You will get messaged by people saying, yeah, check me $20 and I'll do this for you and do that, that for it. Never pay anybody to do it. <laughs> Okay, the information is all out there for free. It really is. So, so 
Yeah, just, and just it's not that, that complicated as well, as well once it starts. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, when they and when Daisy updates in six weeks' time, you're gonna have to do it all again anyway most mm-hmm. of the time. So you've got to learn how to do it yourself. Well, I don't know. Really. Oh, Whenever they get me excited for a second. <laughs> <clears throat> now something that's been bothering me, and it was good to see Ariana tweeted out. The poor old Northeast Airfield. You know, for those who remember the the uh, mod days and early um, DayZ before they updated the map, it was such a fucking awesome location. You know, it had the military, and then they changed it. And it was always kind of, you know, with this, this dangling carrot of there's going to be a reason for the change, you know. Uh, there was the talk of the, you know, the light planes and the choppers being in the vanilla game. But at the moment, it's a fucking waste of a space. There is little to no purpose to go to the Northeast Airfield other than purely for the memories of what it used to be. Um, it's it's a terrible location. It is probably one of the worst locations on the map. Along with Bloater Airfield as well now, in my opinion. There used to be a reason to go there, you know, for the limited amount of military uh, spawns that were there. But now, why why do you even want to go to the Northeast Airfield? At least Belosa has buildings. Mm. There's just tents and some buildings there where you'll find some new if you're lucky. But on the airfield, there is that one hangar building and there's a couple of industrial buildings. That's it, and they rarely spawn anything. Um, yeah, Northeast Airfield is a waste. Um, I don't know why they changed it, but they did. So. I, I think it was Gal Speeder because of the, the dangling carrot of, you know, the the choppers and uh, all that that was coming. Like, there is a couple of um, military uh, containers at the Northeast Airfield, which is, you know, I, I usually check them. And, yeah, you usually get lucky because a lot of people ignore it now. But most people just bypass it and run straight to that little um, series of three or four barracks um, up in the hills to the uh, west of it. So are you guys just talking about the... Like the runway itself. Yeah, the, the northeast yeah. airfield. Right. Did you ever right. did yeah. you ever play the old um, Daisy when it was um, one of the most popular PvP locations? Was the northeast airfield? No. It was no, an amazing I, location. No. no, I guess for me, I always tend to think of northwest airfield as anything inside. You know, the, the no, not the northwest, the northeast airfield. Oh, the northeast. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. No. Northwest oh. Airfield, that's a whole different argument. You know, some people love it, some people hate it. But the Northeast Airfield, it used to have an ATC, a couple of hangars. Um, I think there was a barracks as well. Uh, and, you know, it had some really good hills where the sniper players would get up there and, you know, camp it. And, you know, you could always be guaranteed to find PvP at the Northeast Airfield. And I understand right. the mentality yeah. that, you know, they wanted you to have to go further inland for the high-tier military loot. But... It's. It just seems like it's been. It, it was changed with a purpose, like Zeiss saying they originally planned for you to find helicopter parts there, but now there's nothing happening with it. They need to do something. They need to, just for the vanilla version of the game and for console as well. Unless people mod it, and you know, so many um, community servers have added stuff to it to try to give that location that's got such a strong legacy in Daisy history, uh, a purpose now, because at the moment it's got next to nothing. I posted a picture of its scale speeder in the Daisy Picks. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about now. I, I always use that as a place when I'm um, 
practicing doing uh, stuff to to spawn things in on that because it's so flat, isn't it? You can see stuff yeah. from miles away. So, yeah, I know what you mean. There's nothing there, is there? But I, yeah, who who knows? For yeah. those who, who don't know, that's what it looks like. This was the classic sniper position was up on this hill, um, looking down into it and sniping at you know unsuspecting freshies as they were running around trying to find loot. Hey, marks. Yeah, it was like. Why change that if they knew they weren't going to be able to put helis into the game? Or did they know that they were going to and scrap helis last second? No, they uh, they were planning um, helis, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We'd have to ask um, Sumrak. He'd probably know. Um, <clears throat> it's just, it's so sad. Uh, yeah, yeah. That kind of side of the map, like, you know, Krasnov, that area, it's rarely used for anything, really. Um, unless it's modded and custom then people mm-hmm. go there but the vanilla version is just there's no point going that side of the map you're better off going up Selenogorskway yeah more stuff that way yep it's it's such a sad um yeah just looking at that the memories I've got um you know I ran into one of my um, best mates with Daisy Charlie Daisy at the northeast airfield um it was just such a great location not a lot but there was enough there that you know pretty much everyone if you spawned on that northern coast you went to the northeast airfield in the hopes of you know either going from zero to hero and taking out a fully geared guy um or just in you know if there was no one there in finding some decent loot before you headed off from there it was just such a legacy location that meant so much to everyone and now it's just a shadow of its former self it's so sad to see yeah, well, I hope maybe they'll you know, put a bit of pressure. I'm sure it's on Adam's list of stuff to do. Can you imagine how big that is? Oh, yeah. You know, the whiteboard that's on his office, you know. Yeah, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And there's him and his team of eight people, or whatever they've got working on Daisy, you know. <laughs> they really have to hire more people. They really have to. It's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, yeah but we know it's going in the right direction, don't we? I mean, well, with Adam at the helm. Yeah. You know, I mean, with, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he's, he's putting as much pressure as he can to get some of the maps over to console as well. Um, and um, yeah, and then the, the, the slowly, you know, concentrate on getting get the game stable and then slowly incremental changes is, is the way to do it. Because they've got the success, you know, we've got a game that is fantastic to play. You know, they, don't, they don't want to ruin it by changing too much. But saying I just hope chat. it doesn't take... Sorry, Max. I just hope it doesn't take five years to do. Mm. You know, that's the only thing. Spud's saying in chat, there is enough military locations, but it would be nice to have more civilian buildings with nice civvy loot. See, you know, that, that, that's a good point. There is a hell of a lot of military locations across the map now. Um, maybe they could add some good industrial locations there, make it, you know, for those servers where you're base building or something like that and you're looking for sheet metal, um, add some more industrial spawns, just something, anything to make that location a bit more of a, um, a, a... Give it a reason for people to want to go there. Um, why, why couldn't they make it a civilian airport? Mm. You know, maybe you know, we have that hotel model that's there. You could put that around that area. Mm-hmm. Car park. You know, whatever. You can make it a civilian airport because, you know, all the other runways. Belosa is military, not West military. If they had a civilian one, to break it up a bit. You know, it's an idea, like... Yeah. But something needs to be done with it. Something needs to be done. It's such a, such an important location to a lot of people in Daisy um, that they need to do something for it. Yeah. Absolutely. 
soon. TM. Okay. Um, Don put out a uh, Twitter post. Wait for it to load up for everyone. Recording a new at Daisy console modding video today. Now you touched on this, uh, Scale Speeder, but Don has, as it looks like, worked out how to do airdrops for console. Yeah, it's fantastic. Now, um, just so, just so, cover it again. How how has he got this to work? Okay, well, I don't know exactly how they do it in terms. Of <laughs> I have to kind of watch the video and and do the stuff as as, as I'm watching it along. But in essence, there's a couple of different things going on in those videos. There's there's two things. There's there's the aeroplane in the sky that you can see, um, which is where what they're doing is they're taking a garden plot because um, garden plots are really special in, in the daisy files you can do lots with garden plots but they're like putting the garden plot in the sky and they're plonking the c-130 on top of the garden plot um, so they're attaching it to it um, and then i think underneath then he's putting uh, stuff on the ground unfortunately the plane doesn't move but if you have it far enough away you know it, it kind of gives you the impression that, that something's over there which, which is pretty cool then the other thing they've done and the other thing he's done um is they spawn in um, one of the chests that's in the game, one of the bits of furniture that's around, that's around, um, and the, with loads of loot around it. And then they spawn a helicopter underneath the ground, the, the Huey with the smoke, and so the smoke comes out. So it's like indicating that there's there's something there. So you can see. So you'd spawn in the event with the helicopter underground, with the box on the top, with the loot scattered around, using the the map group proto sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really good effect of a, a, a dropped airdrop. Um, yeah, and it works. Um, yeah, and, it, and, and it's, it, again, it's that lateral thinking of thinking, okay, so this is what we want to do. How could we possibly do it? And then seeing how someone else does it. And it, it increases the immersion um, and is a great treat for players, you know, because console players, again, we, we tend to be the... the um, look down a little bit in terms of what we get in Daisy, but you get we're getting this stuff that often isn't on pc anyway um and you can be wandering along and then you come across this um you come across this supply drop and i think the guy who who did it he would have it on his servers like when they would have their pve sorry pvp weekends apologies i don't know his name um he would then turn on the event and have all this stuff spawning around the map so people could pick up their guns and go and go and kill each other for the weekend and enjoy each other that way. Um, but Don's got some great instructional instructional videos on how to do it with pace bins or all the codes mm-hmm. there. Um, so it's pretty pretty easy to follow and uh, pretty easy to do yourself. And yeah, just adds that uh, extra little bit of uh, pizzazz to your server. Don's giving a is, shout uh, out to Lockdown on PS4 who did the smoke. So right, well done, buddy. Yeah. Well done. And there, yeah, there's so I'll that, put a so, link to the video yeah. Don's got there if anyone wants to watch it. Um, again, um, I know we're harping on it, but fucking awesome what they're doing for console right now yeah Yeah. so then you think well we can have smoke with anything now whenever Mm. wherever you want to have smoke on the map we can put it underneath the destroyed apcs we could put it under cars um you know we know we can spawn in explosions you know so we can spawn in an explosion wherever you like so you could spawn in an event with a load of explosions going off and then you could have the smoke coming up as well you know so after the airstrike you've then got smoke all this, all this sort of uh, really cool stuff. It's just having the time to experiment and, and have a play around to, to kind of to make it work. Just quickly, I knew there was something I forgot as well um, to add to the agenda, but oh my fucking God, I was so happy to see Fubar Bundy release a new video. 
Um, it's been months since his last one, and if you haven't watched it, please go check out Surviving the Molsk uh, with Alan and the um, uh, Bundy um, recording. It was it was kind of nice actually because the hype from the Molsk has definitely died down, and it was nice seeing um, a video of you know people their first encounters on the Molsk and uh, yeah, I've just shared a link to it in chat. So much love to the Alan and the Fubar. Uh, have, have either of you two watched it? No, I haven't. I might have done, but I can't remember. What's it about? <laughs> Surviving the Molsk, pretty much. Yeah, yeah yes, no. The, I don't the thing I love is his editing is some of the best in the Daisy community. Um, yeah, he does stuff uh, that you know, he he doesn't just do what I do rip a bit of footage and upload it with a funky intro and outro um he spends time doing some quality editing he's yeah um on my personal account he's one of the few youtube people that i'm still uh sorry daisy people that i'm subscribed to if a video pops up from him i watch it the second it comes out the second i'm aware of it so definitely go check it out much love uh fubar and alan um what else have we got Now, this is one that um, I wanted to cover last week, but I had to wait because I um, ended up having a chat with uh, Tokyo Rose. If you guys haven't seen her Twitter account, you need to be... Oh, I'm not following it on the um, Daisy uh, podcast account. I am now. Um, the stuff that she is doing when it comes to camouflage and Daisy is fucking outstanding. Let me see if I can find the um, tweet. Where is it? Here. Another successful product of my creativity, only on Daisy Blackout. Now, what makes it so unique is she's actually got things like this. Daisy, result of blended colors applied to a disruptive pattern. So many people who are creating uh, uh, uniforms and all the rest of it for Daisy uh, are just copying real-life examples of camouflage uniforms. What she's actually done has gone into Daisy and identified the colors that the dev team have used for creating the surroundings. And then she goes and creates custom camouflage uniforms that actually work for the environment of the game. Now, someone may have been doing this, I don't know, but this is the first I've seen of it. And it is absolutely outstanding. Um, and she shares this information for others as well. Chernerous uh, inspired palettes. New blendable colors, average from two Chernerous colors will blend better in between environments. Um, so all you've got to do is use one of those palette, uh, color palette finders and you can get these colors and create your own stuff as well. It is, you know, she even, you don't even need to do that. She's got it right here. The actual color um, codes for, you know, I, 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 I know what they are for, but, you know, it's RGB or whatever, like something like that. Um and these are all from within the game files. This is some brilliant, brilliant work that she is doing. Um, and I highly encourage, if you're into this sort of stuff, um, to go and follow her um, for it. Daisy uh, color palettes for designers. This is what I typically use for all my Daisy related camouflage patterns. Now you can use it too if you're not a color lover like me and you need a little help in deciding shades for patterns. stuff absolutely amazing absolutely amazing folks 
Now, apparently, there's someone in this picture. Fuck if I can see him. I can see the shadow. Oh, that's the person who's taken the photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. If you understand anything about camouflage, this is the way that it needs to be done. Not just um, copy and pasting um, uh, existing uh, camouflage uniforms that look great, but they don't really work in the environment that the game is in. So um, if you're after something custom and unique, I suggest reaching out to her. I imagine she does commissions. Um, so, yeah, you might be able to make something truly unique for your server. Um, you know, redo some existing camouflage patterns with um, colours that are more unique to DayZ. I, I think it's fucking amazing. So it definitely needs uh, to be highlighted. Um, she's been around for a while, um, and it's, it's phenomenal the work that's being done here. I, I could not um, recommend her enough. She was a bit surprised that we wanted to cover um, her stuff, but that's sort of what we do here, isn't it, Marks? You know, we'd like to find these obscure things um, and shine the spotlight on them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> Here we go. Now I've got to work out. I've got to stop this and I've got to reshare my screen so you guys can see it too. Okay, it's Discord. What is. I'm oh, being a boomer. Been having this problem lately where when I go to uh, share screen, it doesn't uh, show me the go live button. There we go. Uh, why hasn't it taken me directly to the um, post? I'm trying to find this thing about an ADS camera. Um, here we yeah, go. Yeah, I, I couldn't get to that. Here we go. Also, weather like in Ireland anyway at the moment, Marks. Here we go. Terrible. Let's play it again now. <laughs> it's very Tarkov inspired, is it? Yeah. Looks very kind of tackle. It's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. Yeah. Um, is that something that is going to be a public mod? Don't know the full details of it. I imagine DOJ or someone in chat. Um, yeah. Like, like DOJ says, uh, YouTubers are going to love that looking at the gun feature. Um, yeah. That's very cool. We'll make for some amazing cinematics. 
it's uh, it, it's purely a cosmetic thing, but fuck it's, it looks oh, so good. You, it looks you damn like, good. You couldn't use it in a PvP situation, basically. Like it's not going to be the way I thought that was going to be. It was going to be um, a mod that you could implement to a server, and it was going to kind of overhaul the PvP ADS situation. Like is I don't I don't know if that's the case or not. I could be wrong. No, but it, it, it looks cool either way. It may like it's it's still in early days. That's Jesus yeah. saying. Uh, there's already a few bits already out. Apparently, S visual, I believe. So yeah, it's it's another one of those things where let's see where they go with it. Um, no, no, it, it's not only cosmetic. It really changes the gunplay. DOJ saying. So yeah, okay, that is going to be that is going to be really really cool if it does S visual. Oh yeah, I've actually seen this mod. So if def- that changes to gunplay, that's going to be... Yeah. That's going to be, yeah, really, really cool. Definitely very, very interesting to see. Very, very interesting to see. Um, <clears throat> something that um, is very passionate for me is Hardcore Daisy. The harder the better is how I like it. But at the moment, we've got a major problem with the Hardcore community. It's nowhere near as popular as the High Loot, uh, McMansion, you know, 20 gazillion starting rubles and... Choppers on spawn and all the rest of its style servers, which are a bit easier to play. But there the is. Hey? The better servers. The better servers. <laughs> no box. But um, there, is a, there is a committed bunch of people who really want that grinding experience. But at the moment, they're dispersed across so many different hardcore servers. You know, I started one, um, ended up shutting it because no one was playing it, um, and servers aren't cheap. And I really feel that there needs to be a, you know, whether someone starts a, a hardcore um, Discord, I, I worry. I worry that it would all fall apart because of politics and all the rest of it that always seems to happen when you involve people. But there, there needs to be a change in the hardcore community. We need to, um, you know, apes together strong. Come together and try to create a core few uh, different services, you know, slightly different feels. So there'll be, need to be some sacrifices made of what's included and what's not. But at the moment, it's just it's it's so hard to <clears throat> find a decently populated hardcore server um, that's not you know behind a paywall of um, you know with mods unique to it and that you can't see across um, a few other servers and stuff like that. It's it's an interesting phenomenon, Scale Speeder. Do you play hardcore Daisy much? Uh, I guess the most hardcore I get is when I go on just public servers, because um, I think they're <laughs> they're kind of hardcore enough. I was just, I was, I played quite a lot of public servers this week, and I was really pleased with the zombie play. Now I, mm-hmm. I, I was loving that as a, as an early game. The fact that I got attacked by zombies quite a few times, and they just knocked me out and didn't kill me. You know, so I just dropped my gun or dropped my weapon, and then I like came to. Like wandered off, and then I had to go back and get my kit, but I didn't die, which was which is. I mean, I did die later on, starvation and things like that. But I thought I thought that was really cool. So I, I think you're right. I think it's very difficult because lots of things people want different things from from different servers, don't they? And I, I, I don't know what what do what do people get? What are these server owners getting out of having their server with not many people on it? Maybe they like that. I know I do. I know. I mean, I have an. I'm very, very lucky to have an amazing community of people on my Discord and my private servers. Really good people, you know, it's fantastic. But there's not that many of us, 
um so th there's probably only a maximum of maybe five or six people on at one time on my servers um but i quite like that and i know quite a few guys like that as well because you know they don't you know there's plenty of resources to go around and, and all that sort of stuff but I, I think if there's anybody who can pull these people together boydie to pull the hardcore community together it would be someone like you who you can say okay let's see what we can do and i liked your idea of having that mod where you could go from server to server with the hive yeah. i thought that would be that would be you know you go up to the northeast of chernerus and you you go on a pier and there's a terminal and then you end up you know in the, in the north of livonia or, so, or something like that or or at one of the ports on deer isle some you know so you could move around and if you've got to try and pull pull the community together maybe or the other thing I was thinking about is, why why don't we have a Daisy podcast hardcore server in America on the West Coast or something like that, you know? And and don't be afraid of small pop. I mean, that's the other thing I would say. No. small pop's fine. Yep. If if one person is enjoying it, that's enough. Yeah. And look, yeah, like uh, some people said, you know, some of those servers, if people are happy to fund them themselves and you know, only have a handful of people on there, that's great. But I would like to see, like Bakai says, you know, some hard, a hardcore churnerist with around 40 people on there. So it's not like you're running around Grand Central Station, uh, but there is the chance of bumping into other players. Because that's probably one of my biggest gripes with my own server was generally when I was on there, I was the only person on there. And yes, the environment was challenging and it needs to be challenging for a good hardcore server. You know, you need to have that threat of wildlife and um, infected and stuff like that. But there's also got to be that threat of other players. So, yeah. It, Isn't it, that a public server? Though? Sorry? Isn't that a public? Isn't that what the, the, what the public, public servers aren't hard enough, in my opinion? Uh, for, for for what I like, I, I public services are nice, but that's nowhere near hard enough for how I like Daisy. I want to truly struggle to survive. I want to be, you know, having to use mods like Hell's um, survival mod, where you're crafting a knife from uh, bone and stone and stuff like that to, um, you know, uh, using stuff like uh, Dumpgrass metallurgy mod um, to create tools because there's just not enough uh, good tools lying around and um <clears throat> yeah uh even mckay saying a public is too easy there's way too much stuff um but yeah the the, the, the hardcore you... players we like to we look we're, we're shadow messages we like to suffer but do, don't do you think that the people who really enjoy the hardcore of the hardcore when you're having to put all this effort into just simply surviving and building that they really don't like then getting shot in the back of the head um when they're when they're doing it maybe there needs to be that constant threat of someone killing you all the time. Uh, you, know, you, you, you basically, there'd be. I imagine there would be um, two schools of hardcore: hardcore PVE and hardcore PvP. Where you know, it's a, it's a choice of do I kill this person and take what they've got, or do I work with him? You know, if the environment's challenging enough, then there's um, you know, it's a genuine question that most players will ask themselves. Um, do I take the chance to link up with this person and potentially work together and together we're stronger against the environment or do I just kill him, take his gear and then die myself to the environment later? Um, it's why I would like to see a team of people come together to create, you know, like, like you said, I, I tweeted out about using Dumpgrass um, Hive mod uh, across different maps and have you know, the... The, the economy designed so that, you know, so there'd be something like the rail gun on the Molsk that could work across on any server if you found it, 
but to get onto the mosque, you know, they set the mosque up so you can't build in it, you can't have bases, you can't even place a shelter or something like that, maybe. Um, and the mosque is a, the server you have to gear up, build up to, link up with other people, and then go in there just in the chance that you may find this amazing loot that you get um, on that one map. Um, I do like Daisy Underground Freakin' Deacon. Um, Daisy Underground is, I've done a spotlight on them. It's an amazing fucking server. Um, but it's more about the role play. Uh, yeah. I think there's just, I could be wrong, so forgive me, but I don't think there's enough people who want the hardcore of the hardcore where every second is a struggle. You're struggling to find food, ammo. You're just struggling to stay alive. Like that, that takes a lot of time. And if you have a lot of time in your hands or whatever, you know, that's perfectly fine. But I personally, I don't think there is enough people out there to fill a server to have that true severe hardcore. Now I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but um, that's what I would think better. There was um, a server that sadly disappeared and the guy behind it um, was in chat earlier um, after dark and it had the hardcore community in a, in a tizzy. We were in a spin. It was so fucking well done. <clears throat> he almost hit the balance perfect from the get-go of making it hardcore. Yeah, you were constantly um, looking for your next source of food, uh, be it an animal or, yeah, there was um, there was ammo, but not a lot around. And, yeah, it was um, the gold standard for me of what a hardcore server should be. Um, sadly, though, you are right. There's not a lot of people, and that's why I think the, the hardcore community needs to, um, link together and work together because like Spud said it isn't just about reducing loot it's it's about a number of different things you can reduce loot and yeah that's one thing but it's also about um, yeah it's I think you just have a clash of people you know the way everybody has their own ways and loot ideas and the way they want to play Daisy and I think if you get so many people together one person will want one thing, but then the next person mightn't want that thing in there, and it'll just get... It'll become too messy, I think, is a way... You yeah. Know, work. yeah. I think as a, what, what you're describing, uh, Boydie, there as well, is you, you've got a vision for what you want from a server, and I think that any server owner, it's really important to have that vision, and then you craft that vision with help from other people to, to deliver what you think, and then what Marks was saying is when you do get people who come along and go, well, actually, can we do it this way? I mean, if, it, if it's a fair point, then then you do it. But you, you hold that vision. You know, you're the director of this film that is is the server that you want, this experience you want people to have. Maybe you should think about, you know, using the, the Daisy podcast to to uh, kind of uh, advertise, you know, use that as the branding for it's it. You know? And, yeah. and, you know, and just, just start it. And, and you've, got to, you've got to just see what happens, haven't you? So you start off with a small pop server in, like, Western America or Eastern America, wherever, so it's, like, in the middle. Have a think about those really cool mods that you want on there. I mean, I would. I, I'm thinking about you know, the, the, what's the one where you can put doors on normal houses or that? More that's doors. Yeah, more doors. Yeah, the, the one where you have to make your own ammo. You know, that, ha, that sort of stuff. Have yeah. you um have you seen the even more doors mod that has recently come out? No. no. Let me link it. I just saw it last night. It was actually really cool. Um, so you know the way more doors, the doors that are in there, they always looked quite new and more kind of industrial. Yeah. Um, these ones are even more vanilla looking than the vanilla doors. Uh, put it in chat. 
Now, a few I people think... have mentioned some other communities. One of the problems I face is that a lot of these servers are based in the EU. So my ping is in the mid to high 300s, sometimes 400s uh, when playing on them. And when you're dealing with uh, usually increased and more dangerous infected and stuff like that, that ping really fucking hurts you. That looks awesome. Yeah, yeah it's really like... Absolutely. Sorry, um... I'm not sharing my uh, screen. Let me uh, bring that up for you guys. That's the one thing I had with the original Mordor's mod. They looked just kind of too clean and yeah. awesome. But this one looks really, yeah, really well done. Dazzy's saying he's concerned that BI will pull down the even more doors because they are using BI textures. Same thing would happen with that uh, vanilla base building mod I, I done a while ago. But like, why, why, why are they so angry that they're using textures? I, I don't understand that. Is there a reason why they get so angry because they're using textures that are already in the game? I don't know. So yeah, maybe you should think about that, Boydie. You stick stick on the west coast of America, because would that be a good ping to Australia? Would it? Or stick Usually, in Australia. Uh, Dallas. Usually, Dallas is uh, we have the best ping to. Stick it on, mate. You know, ten pop, ten pop server or whatever for a few bucks a month. Put together those because you know what you want on your server, and I would, you know, I would definitely have a go on that. And then, like, say, just stream it and just talk about it, and you'll gradually attract those sort of players who bring in. You know, and um, grab a couple of bucks off them every month or something. Yeah, else. I was just going to say you could do the way you do at scale, where they pay one or two dollars a month that goes yeah. towards that. Like you know, with that, when if you're charging five, ten dollars to get into a server, people like you know, no, no way. But if you charge something really cheap, you know, they throw throw that your way. You know. Yeah, I mean that's the whole that's the whole idea with with the the two bucks a month thing. We say, look, it's 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 not about take making money, you know, making money from it. It's just saying, look, we want to have a PVE experience. So there's this little barrier. So you've got a, for the less than the price of a posh coffee a month, you put this in the pot, and it helps to keep the servers going and things yeah, like that. Exactly. Um, and it's something people will pay. And what I say to everybody is, before the end of the month, all the people who are existing on the server say, look, if anybody's got a problem, you know, because of COVID and everything's begun, don't worry about it. Nobody's ever going to get thrown off if they stop paying or anything like that, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd rather have the community than not, um, and and then and, and people pay and um, yeah, and and it you know people come along and they play it for a while and then they go off and then they do other stuff and they'll, they'll come back again and they'll mix and match and they'll play the Daisy they want today. I'm sure, like you, Mark, sometimes you want to play Daisy where you're just wandering around exploring, and then other times you want to be shooting people, you know, every, yeah. every five minutes. Um, yeah. Or like with Boydie, you know, eating out of half eaten cans. <laughs> eating roadkill and shit like that, yeah. yeah. What a great mod that would be. Look, if, if your people are interested, hit me up with a DM or something like that because I would like to try to revive something like that and make a centrally located one. But I'd rather work with some of the existing communities that are out there. Um, and that's why I had the idea of, you know, a hive that links uh, these servers and you know, set them up so that uh, it's it's a bit of an adventure across you know certain uh, loot that is unique to certain communities and or sorry to certain servers and you know gives you a reason to keep moving and you know just yeah absolutely I don't, I don't see why you couldn't team up with 
I don't know, a server host that already has servers out there. I know maybe they might do it, but it's always worth just firing them a message and being to maybe Daisy Underground or Dumpgrass servers or something like that and be like, hey, would you like to partner up where we do a mm. you know Daisy Underground X Daisy Podcast collaboration server? And you know you promote or it event. here and the videos or event even for a weekend or something to test the waters and see what I'd be like. You know, yeah. there's stuff like that you could do. We need Absolutely. After Dark back. After Dark was one. After Dark was my favorite. Uh, quick question from uh, Freakin Deacon: What's all three of your favorite servers at the moment? For me, uh, Daisy Down Under is always up there. Um, True Survival Essica, um, and I've actually been playing Lax Hawthorne's hardcore server and really enjoying myself on it. Um, yeah, I, I, I go on about how I love being um, lonely and all the rest of it, but it is nice to actually bump into people um, and have some rather frustrating at times um, interactions. Um, ran into some bloke who was talking like Gollum, and oh my fucking god, he annoyed the crap out of me. Um, out later i think he's a content creator um but yeah uh they knocked me out when i was a freshie and i was like oh for fuck's sakes i hate freshie killers i really hate freshie killers uh but they're they're the three for me at the moment what about you scalespeeder i mean i play on my own servers that doesn't really count though but i i really enjoy playing on the public servers this week yep. i really had some good daisy fun you know just surviving just surviving in terms of food and finding stuff. Just surviving in terms of zombies attacks and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, this is good. This, yeah. But yeah, I don't really go on that many different PC ones because I don't really have the time yep. to check them out. So it tends to be playing on you know my server. Oh, I t well, because I've got the Deer Isle and the um, the Mouse one as well. I really enjoy wandering around Deer Isle and discovering stuff. I think that's pretty cool. But I know that's not a particular server; it's a map. But you know. what about you, Marks? Um, see, it's tricky for me, um, because when you're making videos, I could swap between four or five servers in a week, um, you know, trying to find the best ones. Uh, Daisy Rearmed is up there. It's probably one of my top. Um, I'm going to say the Zero servers for Essica. I haven't tried them yet, but I'm, they're on my list to try, and I've played their generous servers before, and they've been great, so I know they're probably going to be good on Essica as well. And honestly, I don't have a third one. Yeah, I just swap. I just go to so many, so frequently that I just you know don't have a that many favorites. Um, JLK put out a tweet. <clears throat> Let's bring it up for you. So he's talking about the challenges of being a content creator and a very very successful one. I think it's important that I tell my Twitch subs viewers why I haven't been streaming lately. And it was selfish of me to take this uh, long to explain. I've had to take time away from streaming to focus on YouTube videos because right now I find it impossible to do both. Streaming all of my YouTube content has become impossible due to stream snipers, metagamers, so I've had to record offline. And I just can't put my energy into YouTube along with frequent Twitch streams. I will be back soon. I just wanted to say sorry you haven't seen me. I plan to do a full revamp of my Twitch channel and commit to a proper stream schedule at some point in the near future. So I'm definitely not gone forever. Thank you to everyone who supported me on Twitch. I'll be seeing you soon. And this, the reason I wanted to touch on this is not to you know, sh shout out uh, JLK. He doesn't need a shout out from us. He's fucking massive. But it's, it's something I've noticed a lot that you know, with, this, with people as they become more successful, 
it becomes hard for them to stay what they were when they first started. Uh, yeah, you look at the running man um, with his videos. A lot of his videos now are quite often, every now and then he'll do a highly edited one, but he uploads um, just as many that are just a straight rip from his stream and that. It's so hard for these people, once they find success in a certain area, to keep up that standard marks. Yeah. It's the same with me. I can do this every time I stream, I'm streaming to get content for a video. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't stream one thing and then try and make a video on another. It's just not part, you don't have enough time in the day to do that. Uh, so I can see how, you know, you can take, I haven't streamed in weeks myself because I just, you know, you're working on so many videos and then you want to stream, but you can be bothered and it's just like, there's no point. And so you just leave it and it just becomes very, um, is tedious the word for it? Maybe like you just. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the a way to explain it. it. Just it wrecks your head. Like you're just mentally exhausted when you have to do both, and yeah, it, it can be very draining, and it can lead to um, just not want to play the game anymore, and want to take days away and stuff because you're just constantly doing it and doing it and doing it. And then as well, if you're streaming and just constantly making video highlights, it can get boring for the viewer to watch if they watch both. So there's always there's so many different things mm -hmm. that clash with it and stuff and yeah so it's nice to take away from big but it's hard to do both since it's extremely hard to do both. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was talking about getting stream sniped as well, wasn't he? Which must be pretty yeah. rough when you're trying. Yeah, to stream snipers are oh, pain. You know, you're trying to do something and. I, one of the things why I wanted to play a lot of Daisy this week, just on public servers as well, was just to get away from thinking about just as Mark says, just playing Daisy to, to get content. So in my case, it's often testing things or you know trying to get things to work. And when you're going into, you know, I'm running around my, you know, the PlayStation um, a server or something like that, and I'm, the reason why I'm there is I'm trying to see if this helicopter has spawned in with all these zombies around it. I'm trying to see if this thing has happened. I'm not playing it for fun. I'm just I'm quality testing really. <laughs> You know, mm, as you yeah. as you're going around but it was great just to go on public service and just play dc i mean i did stream them as well you know just mm -hmm. for, well, you know, just for, just for fun anyway but just just to kind of kind of reset and do that i mean often i'll just i'll play different games anyway I play, play lots of different games but it is really really difficult i mean i think what what these big guys have to do is at some point you you take the plunge and you push all the push it off to an editor you know you employ someone else if so you're you, making the big money you can do that but yeah yeah if if you're a channel of my size or your size or you know someone who's under 100k subs an editor usually takes between 10 to 20 percent of your revenue mm. is i think usually how it works so unless you're making getting you know hundreds of thousands of views of video is it really worth it at the end of the day you know and the editing is one of the things alone like it's to say even edit a highlight video of your stream clips it can take five six hours to do and then rendering that as another two three if it's a long video yeah. uh, you know it's just it's so hard to balance everything impossible well, my fucking uh podcast videos have been taking me up to 40 hours to fucking render um and when you're rendering there's not much else your pc can do so i've got to really time them right between my streams and other stuff i do um yeah. otherwise my pc is pretty much fucking offline you know one day i would like to look at maybe getting a second pc um that i can do the uh editing on so but yeah that's definitely not um in my scope at the moment far too expensive 
Yeah, and that's always the catch, isn't it? You know, maybe by investing some some money in a uh, in a good editor and saying that there's all this footage, what can you do for me? And then they give you this one super duper video that you then put on your channel that then gets you know many views, which then helps your your channel channel raise up. Um, but you know, I'm not saying that. You know, I mean, I haven't done that or anything like that. And one of the things I specifically avoid is is editing editing the reason i can do what i can do is because i have a really fast um pipeline for making videos you know um, Mm. i think one of one of the great secrets of youtube um is something like the playstation 4 and people don't realize how an amazing uh, content creation tool that console is and you know uh, was you can just you you can record clip and then just instantly send it you can record clip you can send it you can stream you can edit video on it Mm -hmm. as good as you can in in the light versions of something like uh say elements or is uh whatever whatever the video one is um and it enables you to really really be fast and agile with what you're doing and it's it's only rendering to 720p but you know what do you need to watch footage on a phone and and, and things like that um so you you can have a really really fast workflow but yeah going back to, to we all know there's plenty of YouTubers out there and Twitches, you know, you suffer from burnout. Yes, you know, they, that's they the take word. breaks. They burnout, yeah, they go off and they play different games. But you know, maybe that's life. Maybe that's what you've got to do because it, when it starts to become a grind, you know, it's not enjoyable. And you know, when your hobby becomes your job, people often want it, don't they? We think, oh, what what a dream it would be to do this full time. Yep. And then then you think, actually, <laughs> like Mocky Don saying in the chat, all work and no play was... need the play to keep the yeah. passion of the work. Uh, when it becomes just purely a job, it's got to be hard at times for some of these blokes, like the Running Man, like Lax Hawthorne, um, and so yeah. on, to just continuously, you know, switch on the camera and perform. Um, it must it's, be harder, especially for those using a webcam. Yeah, yeah. Like um, a good example of how it works. Like if you're really popular on YouTube, and I'm taking this example from Call of Duty, but it'll work for any game. Um, a streamer called Nick Marks, he's the biggest Call of Duty streamer on Twitch. Mm. He, say, when an update comes out for Call of Duty, he'll have 100, 200, 300,000 viewers live. He has a team of five, six people. Half of them might be editors. The second he's finished with his thing, straight to the editing team, 20 minutes later, it's up on YouTube and it's getting the maximum amount of views. And you know, that's efficiency when I work for What does he stream on? No what does he team. stream on? Twitch or? He streams on Twitch. Oh, he's he breaking um, he's breaking terms of service there. I think if it's in your partner contract or something, you can do it in ways like that. But like, it's literally like he has millions of subscribers on YouTube as well. So the second it's done on Twitch, upload it to YouTube, and that's done. But imagine if he didn't have that editing team, he'd have to mm. finish the stream. He'd have to edit. It's just it'd take too long. You know, he'd be he wouldn't be able to stream the following day. But with that many Take viewers, so you know, 100, 200, 300K, he can afford the editing team for yeah. the small people grinding their way to uh, become um, a big name. It's got to be fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure the running Very. man still does all his own editing. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But then again, I'm pretty sure Nick Merckx would have had that decision at some point when he was thinking, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm trying to stream all the time. I'm trying to do this. But that first person, who was probably a volunteer, probably probably had someone from his community who said, look, yeah. I'll, I'll have a crack at it. Let me edit your videos. And then you start slipping them some money, don't you? Or, mm-hmm. or you go out and you subcontract, subcontract people. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, you 
you need you almost need like a youtube i mean youtube do some quite good videos don't they on on how to do collabs and all this sort of stuff you need a like a business plan for doing that sort of stuff don't you when i get to this sort of stage when i'm streaming for this many hours a week i should then be thinking about getting help to to, to do other stuff to clip the videos and edit the videos and, and upload them uh upload them that way you know right. yeah so yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a challenge, and and as the person in the chat said, when your job, when your hobby becomes your job, it ain't fun no more. No, it takes a yeah, it shines a different light on it that you didn't yeah realize. Now, have you guys done this? The legacy mode. The one tweeted no. out something I have been hesitant about, but here you go: how to play Legacy Daisy point six two offline mode. Legitimate method for using actual older Steam depots still officially hosted on Steam, like what we had with Beta 0.63. Were either of you aware you could do this? No, not until you twisted anyway. Yeah. So there's been a bit of stuff happening behind the scenes. I'm not sure how much I can actually talk about on stream. Um, but um, yeah, they're working out how to play Legacy Day Z. Um, and at the moment, it's publicly uh, in the offline mode. Um, for those who wanted to try out Legacy Daisy and the nostalgic feels, also so Dancer Jesus can stop annoying everyone about volumetric clouds. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's um, apparently, here's the reply. Yes, you can view as many as back to 2017. Check out SteamDB for app ID. I have no idea what that means. But there's also other versions of the game that you can play, including the 0.63. So, if, especially for those who, I, I've watched um, a lot of chatting uh, amongst a bunch of people who played it together, and there was a lot of people, you know, talking about the <clears throat> the, the the rose tinted glasses of what the old Legacy Daisy was like uh, versus what it's like now. You know, not being able to sprint up hills. Uh, for example, you know, you had yeah. to slow to a walk and um, how clunky it felt um, in, by comparison to what it is now. Um, but pretty much there was no, oh, the old mode was shit, the new mode is great. It was, they both had their uh, benefits and they both had their negatives. So if yeah. you're interested, um, you know, particularly for someone like you, it sounds like you didn't get to play a lot of the older version Scar Speeder. Uh, this would be a way to see what all the hype was about, mate. You'd probably find it quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've played Armor Two Daisy. Um, done, done videos on how to do that. Um, yep. The Daisy mod, sorry, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, go back. Yeah, it's kind of. It's, yeah, you're right. The people look back at with a little bit of rose tinted glasses, don't they? Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. What was it actually better? And sometimes you go back and you go, yeah, it's all right. It's like playing old battlefields, isn't it? And old Call of Duties. You go, yeah, they're all right. But you know, we've we moved on now. And I think it's uh, that, that. That's the thing. I'm like, so it's like, all right, it's in the past. Keep it, keep it in the past, <laughs> you know, and move on. We're in, you know, look to the future now. But I can see why people might play it. But one yeah, of the things that a lot of people um, have liked about it is just seeing some of the old locations, the old Northwest Airfield, yeah, uh, mm. the old Northeast Airfield. I, actually, I don't think you can see the old Northeast Airfield. I think that got changed before 2017. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's. I think it's great that they've worked out how to do it, and it's totally legit. It's not doing any hacks or cracks or anything like that. It's just uh, using stuff that's freely available. And, yeah, uh, DOJ saying, actually, some people thought they were going to be disappointed about Legacy after all this time, but it was quite the opposite. 
Yeah. Brilliant. More, 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 more strength to their elbow. They yep. Go for it. So if you want to know more about it, link there in chat, and I'll try to remember to put one in the uh, description of the video as well if you're listening to this um, live. Uh, sorry, if you're listening to this on uh, Spotify or on YouTube. Um, what else have we got? Now, this is um, something that I want to defer to you a bit on, Scalespeeder. Uh, now, I need to share my uh, Discord screen, so give me one second. Yeah. Weekly show agenda. They can do this for armor. Why can't they do this for Daisy? So, can you explain how this DLC for armor 3 is working, Scalespeeder? Okay, okay, okay. So, wow. So, yeah, Prairie Fire. Uh, it's a C DLC for Armor Three, the latest one, and probably community DLC. It's community DLC. It's it's considered by many already, even though it's been not been out that long, to be probably the, the best DLC for Armor Three, full stop, including all the uh, the official ones. Um, and it's it's taken them it's taken the team who have made it a long time to get here. Um, they were a lot of them were working on the and still work on the unsung uh, Vietnam mod for Armor Three, which has been around for a very long time. Which has been around since Armor Two days. The guys are working on it, and then about I think it's about f three years ago. I think it was might, might be five years ago. They they started to consider actually they wanted to do something uh, a little bit more professional, a little bit more better with 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 better assets and put an awful lot of work into it. And I would highly recommend anybody, even if you're not into Armor Three. Just look up um, Prairie Fire Armor Three, the um, the trailers to watch it. But especially, what you want to watch is the the uh, the developers behind it have done all these interviews, because what they did was um, they uh, brought in Vietnam vets, Mac V Sog uh, Vietnam vets, as consultants on the game. So these guys uh, like um, Tilt, um, if, if you watch any of the, the Vietnam stuff, you, you, you'll, you'll know them. All these guys who were in um, Sog, who were out there in Laos, who were in Cambodia running these missions, uh, helicopter pilots who were there, to give it this authentic feel. And then they have the interviews with these guys, and the, they even have some where they're playing the game and they're saying, you know, this is this is really good. And the quality of this DLC is absolutely fantastic. And I kind of wanted to bring it up because there's always a lot of talk on the podcast, isn't there, about paying modder, paying modders. What's what's it going to take for modders to get paid? Now, the team behind this DLC are getting paid. You know, they're getting a cut from um, from, from the sales of, of of this mod. But if you look at the, the quality that's involved in this this DLC, it is exceptional. It's as good as Armor Three. You know, um, in terms of uh, the way it looks, the way it plays, um, the research that's gone into it, um, and and the whole package. And I guess you could say, if modders want to say, "How do I get paid?" You've got to create something like this, and then present it to, to I guess, to BI and say, "Look, this is what we want to do. This is what we can achieve. What do you reckon?" And they've obviously they've got this business relationship now. Armor have done it before. They they, they their first um, deal uh, CDLC was. Um, mobile uh, global mobilization i think it's called which was brought in uh, the cold war in the 1980s you know the eastern pact um communist countries um and, and now we've got now we've got prairie fire but that, that's what it's about you know if you want to get paid you've got to basically create something this good and although we do have amazing mods for daisy 
um and, uh, you know and i'm thinking about things like the, uh winter generous uh, and some of that sort of stuff that you could probably bring across to to the main game now uh, and, it, and it would be ready some of the other stuff probably isn't quite finished isn't up to that po highly polished standard that something like prairie fire is um and uh, and yeah i guess 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 that's the example you know that that's the the standard you'd have to meet to in order to to be able to maybe you know get paid for bohemian interactive to bring you what you're doing into the game and say look this is our stamp of approval we're going we're going to put it on the steam store um and we we're going to have it as part of an official release um i would be very and it is amazing. interested <laughs> i know that they'll probably never share the information but i'd be very interested to know what sort of revenue uh they're making from this because the question i have is you know this looks like a lot of expense has gone into making it um how much are they going to get return on their investment and yeah i i wonder why like we all remember the hype around expansion when it came out uh, and in the lead up to it and that was a massive undertaking for daisy and if they'd had the support of bohemia saying right we're going to make yours an official community dlc yeah how, how does it how does one even go about approaching uh, bohemia like i had no idea this could even happen is this the first time they've ever done a paid community dlc no, they had global mobilization before, which yep. was the Eastern uh, Eastern Pack one. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure you could d get on the get on the podcast. One of the main guys behind it, I think, he's a guy called Rob. He's a British guy. Um, he's in most of the interviews with the Mac V Sog guys. Um, he's one of the guys who came from who well, was part of the Unsung mod, uh, the Vietnam mod for Armor Armor Two and then Armor Three, and then got heavily involved in this as well. I I reckon you could definitely get him on because they're doing lots of promotional um tie-ups with lots of people at the moment you know to, to advertise prairie fire i'm sure you could get them on and, and like you say he wouldn't discuss financial specifics but i'm sure he'd probably talk about how they created working relationships with bohemia interactive um you know and how they developed that over the many years we're talking from armor 2 you know three through to you know presumably armor 4 coming out fairly soon you know and then how they convinced bohemia interactive to to take it on because I think they probably almost had a finished product to start off with, you know, in the unsung mod, you know, a, a thing that worked very, very well that tens of thousands of people played and they were able to say, look, look at this, this works, you know, this works as good as Armour 3. We think we can do this. You know, this is our business plan to get it over the over the finish line in order to do this. And then, uh, you know, and, and, and present Bohemian Interactive almost with a fait accompli. Um, but I'm sure you could get them on and he would explain explain it all and you that know how be, they uh, did it that would be a cool episode if you could actually get him on to see how it would uh, work yeah because uh, honestly the, the, but the amount of work but the research that they've put into it is is they were getting the guys from um from uh sog you know and these guys are old now they're 70 years old and, and 80 years old they, they they were getting them to go through all their old stuff from vietnam like they're all bandanas and, and their mm -hmm. equipment and stuff like that and they were taking it and then scanning it and taking it into the taking it into the game that there was one story where that one of the old guys was playing it and they were getting into um the one of the helicopters and uh, there was a m60 i guess or a 50 cal or something and then the way that the ammo uh, came into the gun there was like a a, a cover that it would go out over that oh. was made out of an old can of beans and the guy went is that wait a minute that's that's a can of i'm just making it it's like that's a peaches can isn't it and the guy went yeah and he said no no we would have never used that we would have used this can which would have been like uh, ham or something like that and then they changed yeah. it and they, they put it into the game loads of 
uh, honestly, it's 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 really really cool what they've done. The, the, it seems like BI seems to be very reluctant to add anything community wise to the official version of Daisy. They seem very reluctant. I, I don't know if it's like like clearly. I'd be very surprised if they weren't aware of Daisy expansion. And I'm surprised they didn't contact them and be like, okay, listen, this is a big thing. Maybe it mightn't come to console because maybe console would be too difficult, but at least PC, you know, this could be a cool DLC to bring to PC. Let's team up and do it. But it, it just seems like, I don't know, they they don't reach out or I don't know if the Daisy de- expansion devs reached out or anything like that. But it just seems, I don't know, like it'd be just... You, there's so much stuff you could add to the vanilla game that I think wouldn't be too much of an issue for BI to just say, yeah, go ahead and do it or you know, do this or that. But they must have all the resources on Armour Games or Vigor or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think maybe the thing we can't underestimate is the technical limitations of DayZ as well. Because yes. um, when, f- when you do fire up the Armour Launcher you know, and the way that it, it pulls in the DLC for like contacts and global mobilization and the prairie fire and all the different stuff it's a, it's a bit more sophisticated than what the daisy launcher does and the, and the way it does it when you go into yeah. the game i'm sh- i'm sure if you got adam on again and and he would say look guys we, we'd love to do it but you know this game is 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 8 years old and the technology we were, when we made it 8 years ago was old then and there's we're just really limited with the structure that it has you know, to, to do this sort of stuff, it would take a massive team to be able to do it that they're not willing to do. DOJ the saying they but definitely it, did help, at least on the script stuff, yeah. but they do for all modders. Yeah, yeah. It but just seems like if there's technical limitations there, it seems like anything that is offered to the day, to the team or anything like that is just never going to happen, and the day, the game is just going to stay the stay the same because technical limitations. You know, I. I don't know how. I don't know if they just didn't have an option, or they didn't realize this when they first were looking into doing the engine swap that we're on now, and realize, okay, we're going to have more limitations on this than we did in the old engine, or whatever it may be, and be like, this might be a problem down the road in you know five years or whatever. But it just seems like this game is just kind of stuck, and I, I could be wrong. There could be some massive update down the road where they're going to improve the engine or something. We don't know. But it just seems like at the moment that everything is kind of stuck because of hardware limitations. Yeah, I mean, you, you could know? be right. It'd be, it would be great to get one of the guys on from Prairie Fire, though, to, to talk to them about how they you know, how they got that relationship going and how they, you know, I mean, it's quite an amazing thing. These, these guys were modders. They were just modders, and they still are. Hmm. And yet they managed to get this amazing piece of work that is, again, considered by lots of people probably the greatest Vietnam shooter that's ever been that's ever been uh, made as well. So. Yeah. So, so it's so it's pretty cool. And as far as the, I mean, I, we all like to guess, don't we, about what's going on with Armor Four and Daisy. Mm-hmm. You can only imagine that if if you were at Bohemian Interactive, you would want some sort of coming together of the engines. You know, if you were saying, okay, in, in the next ten years, we want to have Daisy Two coming out, and we've got Armor Four coming out. You know, and, we, and both those games are probably going to be around for eight years. We really need to get them on the same engine, or at least something similar, so we can we can use this stuff together. A bit like EA did with like Frostbite and and yeah. and, and Call of Duty do with their engine and, and and things like that. So, so I don't know because the the thing that I love the interview you guys did with Adam, where basically he was saying. Look, we we can do everything that you want, you know, but we just don't have the resources of the yeah. time, you know. Or and and 
say like today when I was working on my little mod to to spawn a person in with some zombies and NBC. The amount of work that then goes into to try and test that and to see if it works and does it break anything else and all this sort of thing for one little tiny thing is, is immense. And when they're changing these big things in the game, I'd imagine they just go, oh, gosh, they've got to be so careful because they, yeah. they haven't got, haven't got so many people. Do they do Do they do another engine swap? You know, hypothetically, for, you know the way we've already went from the old engine to this one that we're on now. And now they're looking at the limitations and going, okay, maybe when Armor 4 comes out, Daisy swaps to that engine. And maybe that's why they're not releasing any big content updates now because they're focusing on that. And then once Armor 4 comes out, we'll give a hypothetically six months down the road, Daisy swaps that engine as well. And then all the Armor 4 physics and Daisy can all intertwine together. And, you know, you can only imagine. Situation, but yeah, you I can know. only imagine that they look at the success that Armor 3 got through mods. And the success that Daisy got through mods, and they're saying, look, we need to reproduce this, you know, for Armor Four and Daisy Two or whatever it's going to be. We have to reproduce this. How are we going to do this? And maybe it's coming. And as you know, games get more complicated, and assets get, you know, four K assets, eight K assets. You've got to share them, haven't you? You, you can't yeah. do do it all again. Yeah. Um, Can I ask everyone yeah. here now, and everyone watching this, go to the link I just put in chat and either like it, retweet it, fucking reply to it, do whatever to get this up there because at the moment Bohemia Interactive put out a tweet hey all we're putting together material for our upcoming Bohemia recap and would love to hear from our awesome community if you have any questions that you'd like to ask us you know what to do and I under the official account asked a simple question what are your plans for the future of Daisy because I think that is the great unknown at the moment there's so much um, trepidation and speculation in the community you know, we're hearing that the, the dev team is down to a skeleton staff. And, you know, like you said, Adam has said to us, you know, there's only so much they can do with the resources they have. I want to know what their plans are for the future of DayZ. You know, obviously there's only so much they can tell us, but hmm. it sometimes feels like they're just phoning it in right now with DayZ. Letting it be the cash cow that's bringing in lots and lots of money from console and... Um, don't ask them for a roadmap. Don't ask them for a roadmap, Spud. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like it. Fucking reply. Yes, would like to know. Elaborate on it. You know, be more specific. What you want to... Um, yeah. I don't... Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't reply to that at all for the simple fact they just don't want to. You know you know what it's like now, a question like that. I, it'd be great if they did. Trust me, it'd be great if they did. There's, you know, Chris is a good video there if they did but i i don't see them personally replying to it just because maybe they don't know themselves what's going to happen to it or there's a big secret you know if we you don't know, get much pressure on them though um uh, they could easily ignore it oh i know yeah yeah so the more people that retweet it that like it reply to it whatever you know the more they see it as okay people do want to know and if they don't reply then it's well what, what are we what are we what, what are we meant to take from that um, yeah, just... I, don't, I don't know. I mean, could you think if you went out to um, uh, the Czech Republic now? That's where Daisy's base is in yep. Czech Republic. Do, do you think if you went out there, they would be like, you know, like the Google cars with the, with the cameras on top mm -hmm. to do the Google Maps? Yeah. Do you think there's ones like that, but say Bohemian Interactive going around and they're redoing all the textures for, for Daisy 2 in like 4K? Because uh, no, I'd cry if they did. But, you know, they could be right now. We wouldn't could know, be. would we? Yeah, no. You know? Because they're not going to tell us, are they? 
No, that's the asthma thing. I just don't think they're going to say a word. What until... you need to do, boy, dear Marks, you need to get Sumrak at the next big gaming convention. You know, come over to Europe and you need to get him really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Have like a, a camera or something, <laughs> something recorded all. Well, you get get a bit dark there, Mark. No, but, no, yeah, no, you want to do that. We're not recording. We're just just <laughs> lead into my chest a bit more there. Uh, what what did you say then about Daisy Two? Don't did you get I, that, Mark? Did you get that? Ignore the boom arm. <laughs> no, no, that guy with the uh, camera on his shoulders, not with us. No, no. What are you talking about? We wouldn't do that to you. No, I wouldn't do that to Adam. I've got too much respect for him. He's a fucking nice bloke. Absolutely. I've just tweeted this in. But yeah. Oh. Uh, the, the more the more people asking the question, hopefully the more likely they'll be to give it. Just something. Just something. You know, to, something from B, BI. They're notoriously quiet um, when it comes to mm-hmm. Daisy. Um, you know, it, it, it's been such a great game for them. Um, yeah. Keegan's saying uh, BI actively blocks Daisy mods in Armor 3. Probably would do the same in Armor 4. Yeah, okay. I didn't even consider that. Because we've been saying you know, they... someone will make a uh, Daisy mod for Armor 4, but if they're blocking them. Why would they block them? Because they've got Daisy. They the... Yeah, they just want the two games separate. But if they're no, blocking them, no. yeah, I, I don't know. know. I, I know that I know. So going back to Prairie Fire. If you fire up Prairie Fire um, in Armour 3 and you um, uh, also load in the uh, Ravage mod, you can have uh, zombies in Vietnam. Um, yeah, that all works fine, amazingly. So You can be going around in a Huey gunship taking out zombies around a firebase in, um, around Khaesan, So That's pretty yeah. cool. Most AZ mods borrow assets from Armour 2 or Daisy standalone, which is a big no-no. Right. Keegan saying. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed we get something. When is their 20th anniversary? Is it next month? June, right? I don't know. Someone's saying it's in the next uh, month. Next month, maybe. Dance Jesus is saying 20-year anniversary. Yeah, because like like DOJ was saying, we could, um, you know, get some news then. Maybe they're waiting. That's why they're not saying anything. Imagine they drop. They're like, okay, Daisy swapping to this engine. Armor Four is coming out. Not imagine. Well, there'll just be a logo, won't there? There'll just be a logo, probably. And and that'll be it. See, so. on May twenty twenty one. So we'll put a soon TM. Jad is Jad saying it, and I agree. One of the biggest mistakes that Bohemia makes is lack of official communication. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, console topic. Um, Scalespeedy, you wanted to talk about the Xbox One S as a Daisy PUBG machine at a bargain price. Sorry, the Xbox Series S, I should have yep. said, not the, not the Xbox One S. So the, the new one, the Xbox One S. Yes, so I've always been a PlayStation guy. Uh, well, Xbox 360 first, then, then PlayStation 4. Um, and um, But with the next-gen ones, with the, the Series X and the PlayStation 5, you can't get hold of a Series X or a PlayStation 5. Very, very, very difficult. Yeah. So... The One S, sorry, the Series S became available uh, a couple of months ago, and I thought I got a uh, a notification from Amazon saying that it's available, and I thought I thought about it for a bit, and I thought, yeah, sorry, let's let's get it. And I tell you what, if you want to have 
a 60 fps 1440p gaming machine that plays daisy beautifully at 60 frames a second um and PUBG as well it is it is a it is a billy bargain um i don't know if you got a chance to look at the specs or whatever but if you think you know a uh, a um one of these you know like an xbox controller that you, if you wanted to use that on your your pc that was going to cost you 50 quid isn't it probably something like that so for 200 quid you get this amazing gaming machine um that yeah that can play daisy at 60 frames a second easily 1080p and 1440p um, i think it could even go up to 120 frames a second as well and it is absolutely fantastic because what microsoft have concentrated on in comparison to sony is making older games work better so they have something called fps boost and also they've got the old backwards compatibility program so if you get a playstation 5 you can play daisy at um like 4k or whatever but it's still 30 frames a second but with the one s and the one x it bumps up so you see so you're playing at 60 frames a second where you suddenly you get that big change don't you you know, from from the game being like a bit jaggedy to be being sort of pretty smooth, um, and it's absolutely fantastic. And PUBG as well, it plays fantastically. And all the older games, so Battlefield One, Battlefield Five, all the Call of Duties and things, um, play fantastically well. So, if anybody's thinking, if if there's any console players out there who are thinking about next gen, um, but can't get hold of a PS Five or or a One uh, X, I'd say consider the One S. Yeah, it's I I was almost crying when I turned. Uh, Daisy on, and it was going at solid sixty frames a second, and I could jump into a car, and I was hammering around at hundred kilometers an hour, and it was working uh, perfectly well. Nah, so you you had, you had us then, mate, yeah. until you said the cars work in Daisy. Now we know you're fucking lying. How much are they paying you for this sponsorship, mate? You meant to declare well, this before you come on the podcast, hey? Marks and I want yeah. our cut of this fucking money. Well, you know, you PC gamers. <laughs> You're all here, you know, you're on your keyboards, aren't you? And you're, you're, all, you're all playing like this, with yeah. your mouses like this. Whereas <laughs> us console guys, you know, we're, we're in our comfy chairs, kind of, we're, we're kicking back. We've got a console, we're, we're looking like this. <laughs> we're nice and relaxed. You know, we're, we're just more chilled out than uh, than you guys. So. so there we go. Yeah, Xbox Series S. Bargain of the decade. Love it. Um, okay, what else have we got? <clears throat> Um, <clears throat> content creator mini spotlight I've got two this week um, <clears throat> became aware of someone called Jippy who's been doing some great guides for um, DayZ um, actually got tweeted out by DayZ themselves great channel not only for Bambi yeah. he definitely deserves more oh, viewers that, yeah. simple and useful um, so please uh, go check this guy out um, <clears throat> hey McFarlane Sorry, go back to it. Um, but yeah, I, I had a, quick, a brief look at his YouTube channel um, and he's got some pretty interesting stuff there. Yeah, I was flicking through some of his videos. He's got you know, some nice how-tos. Really, really Daisy good. Beginner, new beginner top guides. 10 tips I wish I'd known and 10 more tips and tricks. Now, there's other people doing these videos, but the more that are doing them, the, the better that there is for everyone. Uh, you know, we yeah. were talking before about how steep the learning curve is. So it's always good to especially someone who's who got them relatively recently, one month, two months ago, so they're in the current patch in that, uh, with these tip guides for people. You know, these tip guides are great videos. So I generally watch them, and I find I learn something, even with 7,000-plus hours. Uh, there's always something that you, oh, shit, never realised that. 
Absolutely, and they're one of the reasons why Wobo got so big as well, isn't he? Because yes. he would always do like sixty tips Bonus, on the yeah. new patch. Yeah, so <laughs> I love Wobo. It's a great way to start. Um, top, and the top, other top one mood. is another Aussie streamer who seems to be really taking off. This time, though, it's a female. Shazza. Such an Aussie Very fucking good. name as well. Such an Aussie name. And she sounds like, yeah, Twitter.com, Nat Aussie. Uh, let's find a clip from her so you can see what she's about. Maybe you should um, do a collab. It's very hard for me because I play weird uh, times and... Um... <clears throat> okay. Okay, now I'm back. Sorry. Here we go. I just love her reactions. It's it's great watching these people who, when they're in PvP, it's um tr it's truly thrilling. Like I love watching the people who are god tier as well, but I much prefer watching someone who is, um, you know, just living the moment. You know that that moment is the most thrilling moment they've, they've played, and yeah, very good. Yeah, Takes so. you back. She's, she's definitely one to keep your eye on as well. Um, so let me just go back. Um, here's a link to her channel. Chuck her a follow. You definitely won't regret it. She's a lot of fun to watch. Very uh, good energy and positive vibes, um, which we're all about here as well, even though people call us the drama podcast. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay, now I'm back. Sorry, sorry. Let's go. I'm really sorry about that. Okay, sure. See how that... Um... Daisy Twitter was actually quite active this last week. Did you guys notice that as well? Yeah, they were shouting out quite a few uh, creators, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I'm very, very Gone. happy to see. So they had um, the sharing Jippy's channel. Um, <clears throat> Don, they shared, didn't they? Uh, yeah, Don's uh, video about yeah. airdrops, uh, which was amazing to see. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just even just general questions like this. It, I'm really, really happy to see them being more active, and I hope they stay like this because that's probably been one of the criticisms. Is they 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 they're kind of um, they seem to have good days and bad days, or good good weeks and bad weeks, good months and bad months. Marks where they're very active hmm. and then yeah. they disappear, and they're very active and then they disappear, and it's like we 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 yeah. Yeah, well, you know the way it is. Like some weeks on Daisy can be quiet in the community, and then some of the weeks can be, um, you know, more active and stuff. So, you know, some weeks they mightn't just have a mightn't have anybody uh, to tweet out. I know there is tons of people who stream the game and stuff, but you know they might have a an agenda of or a list of people they go through or stuff. But it's nice to see that they're more active and shouting out the smaller mm -hmm. uh, channels out there. Definitely, definitely. So keep it up. We, we love seeing you guys be more active and interacting with the community is probably the big thing as well. Um, you know, sharing um, uh, content, replying to people and <clears throat> just, yeah, 
Keep it up. I know it must be fucking hard when every single person replies something along the lines of fix your game, fix cars, what about console, when's console getting a winter map and all the rest of the sort of stuff. But um, yeah, keep it up. Good for everyone. So we are now down to individual highlights and we'll start with our guest, Scarspeeder. What have you got for us, mate? What's been your spotlight of the last week? Uh, my stuff, well, we kind of talked about it earlier on, actually, was um, Balshad and Reva's um, discords. Because um, although I've obviously got lots of videos about doing stuff and how to do it, almost every single time I've got to do something, I go back to Balshad's discord or Reva's discord and I go, God, how on earth do, how on earth do you do that again? And I'll go through and I'll read their instructions and, and do that. So I, I know you've put the links in the in the chat already, but definitely if you, if you can... You know, subscribe to Belshad's YouTube, but especially his Discord. That's where you want to go. You want to go to Belshad's Discord and you want to go to Reva's Discord um, because they'll teach you things about XML modding and some PC modding as well. That will you'll, you'll be amazed at what you can do. But also, what they both got, and Belshad's especially got as well, is pre-made packs as well. Because although we talk about learning how to do stuff and yep. this is how you create events... I'm a big believer in the pre-made pack as well. Where look, all you've got to do is upload these XMLs to your to your server, and restart your server, and that's it. And then you can log in and and, and you can play. And Battleshield's got some amazing ones and Reaver as well. You know where there is a deathmatch server, where there is a hardcore server. You know where there is that the, there's a pack if you want to have a um a, a racetrack at Northwest there airfield with cars and fuel all that sort of stuff it's there and you can just upload it it all works and, and you don't have to worry about changing events and xmls and putting a, a, a square bracket in the wrong place or, or anything like that so definitely my highlights are, are those two guys uh, balshad and reavers um uh discords for uh, modding uh on console and pc as well so yeah and what about yeah. you um marks um I haven't watched much content this week, but the one I have watched was Don Sibley's videos on the airdrop mod and stuff like that. Just Don in general. Um, I know past couple of weeks he's been just, you know, cranking out either whether it be Rust gameplay or Daisy modding gameplay or you know stuff for constant stuff. It's just been great to see his unit, and I'm glad he's a lot more um, active on YouTube now and stuff as well. And he's streaming yeah. on YouTube and he's going doing great there. So it's uh, nice to see, and I hope he keeps it up. Absolutely. Yeah. And mine is for something that is happening next week, folks. <clears throat> I have coming up on the screen now the times, uh, but I will be interviewing Martin from Taviana Origins. A lot of people talking about the Taviana map. Um, yeah, usually when we start talking about maps on DayZ, it's one of the maps that uh, everyone says, oh, we need Taviana for DayZ. We need a Taviana map. Not going to happen, folks. And why? Because there's actually a game being made around the Taviana map called Taviana Origins. And I'm going to be doing a spotlight interview with Martin um, at the times in your local areas as shown below. So it's an early start for me um, that morning. Uh, 4 a.m. Uh, better make sure I don't sleep in like I did this morning, hey? Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm excited for this one because it's a map. I never played it, uh, but it's it's a map that uh, for everyone seems to be some sort of, you know, like the gold standard of Daisy modded maps. And Did you ever play it, Marks? Uh, yeah, I played Taviano, but, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. It, so, it would be nice to see it, but if he's, playing, if he's making his own game on it, that's understandable. Did you know they were making a game for it? 
Yeah. A lot of people didn't know. A lot of people don't know. So that's uh, part of why I want to shine the spotlight on it. Um, they have a website um, where you can go to I don't find know it. much. <clears throat> I don't know much about it. I know games being made and that's, that's it. Here's where you can find out a bit more about it if you're interested, folks. TaviandaTheOrigins.com um, So, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this one. Um, Going to be a challenging one for me because I don't know much about it. Um, but yeah, should be good. Should be yeah. very, very good. <clears throat> what I would do if you want to get a bit of uh, knowledge about the map or whatever, I just want to see it. Um, I know Frankie on PC years ago done some videos on it. Yep. His Daisy Armor 2 series. I'd go and watch them if you have a bit of spare time. Mm. And uh, it'll show you off the map a bit as well. It was a really cool map. It looks beautiful. It looks absolutely stunning. You know, I've watched this mm -hmm. uh, video before, uh, and I'm starting to understand why so many people are hyped about it. Yeah, it, it's really cool. And kudos to them for, you know, hopefully this game takes off. Um, you know, it'll be yet another game um, uh, that has, you know, tied its um, success to DayZ. You know, Daisy's been behind so many amazing games out there, and yeah, where it'll just be the inspiration for, or um, you know, directly from, and yeah, great to see. Yeah, cool for certain. Mhm, mm mhm. And the legendary Taviana Island. <clears throat> Choco, stop doing caps lock. I'm certain you do it just to troll us all. Um, okie dokie, folks. Scale speeder. Great to finally get you on the show, mate. Can, can Thanks for having me. Can you go and give Don Sibley's photo a quick kiss for us, mate? Give him a quick squeeze. <laughs> I love that you put that up there, mate. I do. But Don, Don is a um, <clears throat> a guy who deserves to be. You know, we say this a bit about a lot of people, but he deserves to be about ten times the size his channel. He does so much good work for the Daisy community. Yeah. Just going to do a quick food review while we were... Oh, what's this? What are we eating? <laughs> um, we've got Tesco's finest salted caramel sauce. Oh. Excellent. Out Unbelievably of good. At 12. Oh. Superb. Wow. Yeah, salted fantastic. caramel sauce. Mm, absolutely marvellous stuff. Yeah, so thanks for having me on. It's been a real honour. And, um, yeah, it's been great fun as well, Marks and uh, Boydie. Yeah. That's been good. Superb work you guys are doing. Absolutely superb work. Thank you, mate. Thank um, you. Very, very good. And and guys, we do read the comments on the videos. Mark reads them on his highlights videos. I read them on the um, um, podcast when I upload them and that. And yeah, you know, it's just it's it is nice to get feedback about it. Um, yeah. it. It helps motivate us to keep doing this every week. Uh, we only have a small audience coming to watch it live, but that's fine. We don't care. Well, we do this because it's a passion project. We love Daisy, even though it frustrates the fuck out of us at times, hey, Marks? Yeah, you could say that, alright. It's still an amazing game, and there's nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it. Now, yeah. next week, folks, we have a players episode again. And we have my mate Luke5G coming on and Luvu. So two players... No one, um, you know, who creates videos or something like that because we took that feedback on board that we need to talk to the players as well. Um, and, oh, Scale Speeder, you left too early. <laughs> Waved away. Bye-bye. But, yeah, really, really excited and looking forward to it. 
Um, it should be a good episode, Mark. So if you've got anything you want yeah. us to discuss next week, as always, join the podcast Discord, um, and we will see you in the podcast. All the best, and ciao uh-huh. for now. Say bye, Mark. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>